The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. And um, I'm uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, the uh, gentleman behind that song will be coming into the studio one evening um, next week. There we go. I'm just trying to sort us out on uh, Facebook Live. There we go. We're live. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Um, Right. Okay. Um, 
show you something. Oh, I balls it up. Oh, it doesn't matter. There we go. It doesn't matter. I balls it up on Facebook. Um, okay. Um, um, you find me not in the best of moods tonight, dear listener. Um, uh, should just let's do the business first. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with uh, time to change. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can Skype. Late night alternative. Not in the best um, best of moods tonight, and I think you know why. At least, um, at least one of you knows why. Probably more. I um, drive a Volkswagen Polo car, and quite often, well, often, often I will park it in the car park behind. Talk Radio Towers, and that's where I've parked it this evening. Although, in the last few weeks, I must admit, I have um, perhaps been a little bit slack and have um, been parking it on the street, just because it's easier to faff. You have to phone up reception to get them to let you in, and there's not always space there, and it can be um, it can be a real pain. So I've been parking it on the street. And it's it's not it's nothing fancy. You say it's a Volkswagen Polo, it's got some dinks, it's got some dents, it's got some scratches. Um one of the uh, the, the the front the, the the passenger wing has got um a, a, a really big dent in it. Is it you know, is it um and it's um I think it's three or four, four years old I think. So yeah I'm not a big one for cars, you know. I want a car that will get me from A to B. I don't care what it looks like. I bought a new, I bought a brand new car once, and as I drove it away, I thought, well, "This is a waste of money." I once had a very lovely Audi, twenty-one thousand pounds that cost me, and I bought that six months after I'd stopped working on telly. That was, I mean, those were crazy days. But this is a, this is a, a functional Volkswagen Polo. It's it's full of crisp packets and. Um, uh, uh, sweet wrappers, and at the moment it's full of um, uh, Scott Walker and Loudon Wainwright the third CDs. Beautiful, um, and it's filthy. It's, I mean, we have not had it cleaned for ages. But I, it's the car I use for work. It's the car I use um, to get me to and from work, and to, to you know get me home. It's the car I used to drive my children around. My children were in that car. Um, today I took them to school this morning, got, got about three and a half hours sleep, was up bright and early, took them to school, um, and then I had to, um, go somewhere and pick up a suit and, and then go and do a little bit of work, and then I had to go back home and pick up, pick both of them up, went and picked up the youngest at 4.30, I picked up the eldest at 5.45, he had a, an after-school club, I can't quite remember what it was. So it's the car that um, I use every day, um, except when I'm using my uh, scooter, of course, um, and it's the car that I drive my children around. It's the only car I've got. It's the only car I've got. My wife has a car. I'm not insured on that. She's insured on mine. And and, and that's just the way it is, and it's the car um, that I use a lot. So at least one of you... I'm looking at you on Periscope and on Facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee. At least one of you knows why perhaps I'm not in the best of moods. And um, because of the actions of one person, I'm afraid that the rest of you are going to have to suffer. Now, if this one person grows a pair of balls and phones up, 
and admits what they've done and apologises, do you know what? I'll be the bigger man, I'll accept that apology, and we'll move on. And it's fine, and we'll do the show, and we'll have some fun. I've got some great stuff. Um, tonight, there's a, the, there's a the, the thing in the paper about sound effects being used on um, the David Attenborough show, which I mentioned the other day. They got that from me. There's a great thing in the mirror. You'll love this, because we have so much fun with this. There's a brilliant interview with Nicky Knowles um, in the mirror, two-page um, two spread. Um, and there's, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. So we've got some fun stuff planned. But we're not going to do the fun stuff until the... Um, and the, you can hear Catherine tapping away there. I've asked her tr- to transcribe this, um, uh, uh, this portion of the show, partly for legal reasons, partly for my own protection... Um, but also she will just keep me in check if perhaps I get too angry. She knows what's going on. I showed her. Showed it to her. One of you has done something inappropriate and disrespectful, um, to my car. And I'm not going to say what it is, because it's obscene. Um, but until that person calls in and admits what you've done, we're not doing the fun show that we had planned. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. You can, of course, Skype Late Night Alternative. So we just wait. We're just going to wait for the person, or people, persons, people, people, yeah. And we're going to wait for the person or the people responsible for an obscenity, a sexual obscenity, to phone in, man up, be brave, and say, yes, Ian... It was me. I did this. And I'm sorry. And that's it. And we're done. We can move on. We can all have a bit of fun um, talking about Nicky Knowles. We might even play uh, an eye for an eye. But that's not happening until the person or people responsible for this um, uh, uh, this atrocity... No, atrocity is a big word. I, t- I retract that. This, um, this obscenity. Well... If my kids had seen it, it would be it would have been an atrocity. We're not going to carry on with the show until you, who did it, phones up, admits you did it, and apologise. Yes. Alan, what do you know about this? This is new to me, Ian. Is it, Alan? Yeah, yeah this is the first I've heard of it. Is it really? Yeah. You sure about that, buddy? Because I'm all the way in Birmingham, and I've never been to London today. And never been, never. When you just told me just now. Never been to London today? Yeah. Are you right or left-handed, Alan? I'm right-handed, Kath. That's what I thought you'd say. Here's the thing, Alan. Yeah? If you did it, listen, I can take a laugh. I can have a joke. 
I love a bit of fun, me. This wasn't funny. It was offensive. And had my kids seen it, um, it would have been um, completely inappropriate. But they, they can spell now. Yeah. I swear my name's Graham, it's not me. Ian. Well, Alan, you've just made a very, very bold statement there. And I hope for your Nana's grave's sake that you're telling the truth and you don't know what you don't know what this is about. Well, it's definitely true. Interesting you didn't swear on anyone's life. Well, I've got no cross on me or Well, then, Alan, if you don't know anything about it, then I think we'll end this conversation here, then. But just make sure that you've got nothing you want to say. OK, thank you, Ian. Thank you, Alan. We're not carrying on with the show until the person responsible phones up and uh, admits what they did and apologises. And that's it. And that is it. I am not a, I'm not a, a bitter man. I'm not a resentful man. That is it. That's all you've got to do. We can move on. We can have the fun. So, it's not my time you're wasting. I'm getting paid for this. I'm getting paid whether I do the fun stuff or I sit here in silence. I get paid, okay? It's the same, it's the same fee whether I turn in a cracking show or a not-so-cracking show. It's your time you're wasting. And I'm looking down the barrel of Periscope now, and I'm talking to you, because I know you're listening and I know you're probably watching, because sick idiots like you get off on this kind of thing. Well, this ain't working. It's not funny. And I've got my suspicions as to who it is. And if you don't call in, and if you don't confess, well, then we'll get the police involved, then. How would you like that? Yeah? Yeah? 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number. You can Skype Late Night Alternative. If you know anything about this, I suggest you pick up the phone and you give me a call. Okay? Otherwise, we're going straight through till um, Paul Ross tomorrow. I've got nowhere to be. I have. Hit the ads. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 03444991000 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. It's time to change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference so it's time to change to find out more we're supposed to be having matt hagan after 11 with our weekly time to change hour but unless this gets sorted before then we're going nowhere oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand if you did it if you uh, did it to my car phone up admit what you did and apologize it's that simple no one's calling in yet so we wait Take that. Hello, caller, you're on the air. 
So allow the units uh, down here, here from Newcastle. Yes, Dan. Uh, I was in London uh, earlier yep, go on. the day, and uh, I've seen a, a, a like a car that looks like a, a, a Vauxhall, like not a Vauxhall, a VW. Yep, black one. And I had a way of defecated on the windshield, and I just like to see. I'm really sorry if it was your car. Um, well, that... It wasn't my car, but I'm not referring to someone defecating on the windscreen of my car. No, but you are a very, oh. you are a very sick man, Dan. Oh, really? Well, I'm just. I'd like to apologise to whoever. Uh, okay, car that's, that that's, was. that's big of you, but that's not. I'm not referring to um, uh, what I, th- I believe is called um, a Boston cream pie. I'm not referring to that. Yes. Happening, but so, but thank I, you for that. I, I also made love to the exhaust as well. You know, you're just an idiot. That's not what I'm referring to. No one defecated on my car. Don't take that as a cue to do so. No. We'll carry on waiting. We all know it was you. Oh, I know exactly who it was. I know exactly you know who, who I'm it talking was. to. You can explain why mummy's still at work at seven o'clock in the morning to my children as they wait to be taken to school. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Well, they know the phone number. You know that. They know the phone number. I'm wasting everyone else's time. We've got all night. Here's the thing, right? It might just seem like a harmless bit of fun to you. Um, and I'm a 44-year-old man. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. And you've done a fair bit of it, haven't mm-hmm. you? But I've got kids, and they could have seen that. If I hadn't have spotted that, if I hadn't have spotted it, my kids could have seen that. Um, any child walking down the street during the school run could have seen it. So, um... All you got to do, it's really simple. Really simple. I love a laugh. 
I love a, I love a gag, I love a, 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 a practical joke, all of that stuff, brilliant. Okay, but I know the limit, and this went way beyond that limit. All you got to do, it really is simple. If it was you, pick up the telephone, 0344-499-1000. You can Skype, late night alternative, phone up, tell me what you did. Apologise. We'll have some fun laughing at Nicky Knowles' new album. It's that simple. It really is that simple. And I will stay here all night if I have to. We'll cancel Matt Hague at 11 if we have to. Not a problem. We'll cancel the time to change hour. We'll cancel the fun. We'll cancel the light-hearted look through the newspapers. Um, I was going to um, uh, give away um, black and white film stars tonight. I was going to give them away. Charlie Chapman, Laurel and Hardy. I was going to give them away. I'm not going to do that unless I get a, an admission of guilt and an apology from the person or people's people's persons, people persons that did it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I mean, it, we had so much nice stuff planned, but you had to go and spoil it. But you can make it right. Here's your chance. Here's the thing. We'll be angrier if we... Because we know who did it. Be ang- that's the thing that's making us angry, isn't it, Ian? The fact that we know who did it and we know you, you're out there listening to this now and not stepping up. And you're spoiling it for everyone. If you can live with that, then... Uh, it's even worse than we thought. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello. Um, I would just like to apologise um, on behalf of uh, of everybody uh, who was involved in this matter um, for d- drawing on the side of your car. Your car is very dirty, I must say, first of all. Um, and uh, I'd just like to apologise for uh, drawing a penai Underwriting the word P.I. underneath. Now we're getting somewhere. Now I, we're getting somewhere. Know. Was it you that did it? It, it? it wasn't me exactly. Right. But I was with the party that were there. Right. Well, that's not... OK, well, you've described the I, act, I, so I know that you were certainly there. You've described the fact that a P.I. Yeah. was drawn <laughs> and underneath someone had written P.I. But if, if, if you weren't the person... What's your name, caller? My name's Alfred. Right, Alfred. If you weren't the person that did it, then I'm afraid your apology is meaningless. You're you're that that, that kid at school, when the whole school is kept in during assembly, uh, after assembly, you're the kid who puts his hand up and says it was you, even though it wasn't, just to save the whole school. That won't work for me. It didn't work with my teachers, and it won't work with me, buddy. No. Well, I can see if Bob... No, 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 not Bobby... I can see if the person will call. You go and do that, days. Alfred. You go and see if the person who drew a peni yeah. in the... D- Shut up a minute. You see if you could... The person who drew a peni in the dirt on my rear yeah. windscreen and wrote underneath it, 
Penai, you see if that person will call up and apologise, because if they don't, Alfred, then I'm afraid the whole show is going to be this. Okay, I'll... I'll, Thanks for your call, Alfred. Here's the situation. We all want to go out and play. We all want to. That's That's the only thing we want at the end of a long day. But don't be admitting guilt for things you haven't done. We know who's done it, and we want to hear from that person. Or persons. <clears throat> so we wait. We wait. My kids had seen that. That would be abuse. What's that, Daddy? That's what they'd say, wouldn't they? Yeah. And I have to say, it's a, it's a, it's a, a peni. What's a peni, Daddy? It's a penis that's spurting oh. semen. And then that's a whole other conversation that we're not ready to have yet, are we? No, I'm not ready to have my kids yet. No, not at all. If you did it, phone up, meet you did it, say you're sorry, we can go on. That's it. That is it. You know the number, but I'm going to say it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one. Don't pander to them, Kath. Let them let them sit <sighs> in the silence. Just to do the right thing. Let them sit in the silence. Mm. To a break. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, yep, this is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. With time to change, one in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search time to change to find out more. And having a mate in your corner in this instance could make all the difference. Hello. Hello, caller. Hello. I'm really sorry. I had a glitter pen and I wrote Nick Knowles is a P word and a, a drawing of a P word. I've, I, I have not got. I've not got an issue with the Nick Knowles graffiti. Oh. It's the oh. issue with the person who drew a peni and wrote peni underneath it. Was that you? Uh, no, I wrote. Thank you for your call. Not got a problem with the Nicky Knowles stuff. That's a bit of fun bants. Someone sent me a very, very funny story um, 
online story about a man wearing a T-shirt with a word that you guys would all understand if you've been listening to my show for a while. So I'd love to share that story with you. (laughs) I'm not going to. Hello, caller. Oh, hello there, Ian. It's uh, it's Bobby here. Um, I was speaking, uh, well, my friend has just called me, Alfred, um, and he mentioned that you have uh, became aware of the penai that we, uh, we, 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 we drew on the side of your car uh, in the dirt, because your car's very, very dirty. Don't, make, don't, um, try, and, don't try and make this uh, into, into it yeah, being my fault. Yeah. Don't oh, victim God. blame me, buddy. Yeah. Okay, well, I ju- I'm just gonna, you know, I, I'm a fan of your show, and uh, I want to end this madness. I would just like to say, from the bottom of my heart, uh, I am very, very sorry, and uh, I shan't be doing that again. I must say. Where was? Where's? I do apologise. I, I listen, Bobby. I love a yeah. laugh. I love a laugh. I love to laugh. Well, I do. I. Yeah, I love to laugh. Um, <laughs> I just fail to see where the joke is in this one, mate. Um, we were basically uh, looking, uh, well, it wasn't a targeted attack per se, uh, we were just looking to have a bit of a creative uh, fun on a dirty car. Um, yours happened to be there at the time, I wasn't aware until now that it was your car, so don't feel that it's a personalised attack. Uh, we just decided to draw a penai. Uh, and write the word penai underneath it. And, and uh, right, just in case you weren't aware of what the drawing I know what, was. I know what a penile looks like, mate. I know what a penile uh, looks like. I've seen them. Yes. Um, now, would you accept my apology? Can I ask why it took you 34 minutes to phone in, mate? Well, I have been, well, I have been listening for the last 10, because Al- Alfred uh, did make me aware of this, uh, of this radio uh, programme. And I, I just thought it was quite amusing uh, listening uh, to, to, to you, uh, sort of, uh, you know, wanting me to call up per se. And uh, and I thought I would. I, I thought I'd, I'd put everybody out of their uh, out of their misery. Bobby, I'm the call. I'm a big man, and I'm a gracious man, and I um, accept your I, humble. I, I, I drew you Please shut up. Well, Please so. shut up. I accept oh, your yeah. humble apology. Bear in mind, what you did was sexual graffiti. My children could have seen that. I saw it. And I could have been arrested and awarded six points on my licence for displaying that. But you could have also just put a few eyeballs on the said penai and said it was some sort of creative fun dragon. Make sure you don't do it again to my car or anybody else's car, all right, Bobby? I, I will certainly not do it to anybody's car. Thank you for your call, Bobby. Thank you. There we go. That's that. Sorted. We're done. Let's get on with the fun. Right. So, who's just tweeting me this? Uh, Osman is tweeting me this, right? It's from The Sun Online. X's revenge. This guy thinks this T-shirt his ex bought him says, I love you. But he couldn't be more wrong. The man thought it was beautiful that his ex gave him the T-shirt with the words Banchord printed across oh, it. Oh, sh- His friend posted a picture of the romantic smiling on Twitter. Alongside the picture, his friend wrote, asked him if he knew what his shirt meant. He said his ex got it for him and told him it means I love you and I think that's beautiful. The post has now been retweeted more than 5,000 times um, and has left Twitter users in hysterics. Tweeters are laughing at the poor man because the words Banchord means sister, f- sister effer. 
They've spelt it with an E. I would have spelt it with an A. Um, so, there you go. Don't don't wear T-shirts um, sent to you by um, people, I think is the, the thing there. 0344. Um, look, look at them. You've got someone like this idiot on Twitter. Count Dante. Religion man-made. Jeez. And he says, um, grow a pair. Gosh. What a drama queen you are, Ian. This is someone who's called, his, his, his name is Religion Man Made. Also, you did grow a pair. That wasn't your yeah. decision to grow a pair on the side I of your wrote, car. I wrote, it wasn't your car. Yeah. He's replied, wash it. There, all fixed. I'm sure the 12-year-old who did it will be listening to your show. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of wiping it off. Oh, God, what an idiot. I hadn't thought of doing that. You absolute pudding. Oi. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. People. Um, and speaking of people, people are complaining that the um, last hour of the show on the Listen Again feature doesn't work. I have been telling the web people for ages there's something weird about it, and all I get back is mood and tood. I will try again. What's the email that these people can get in touch with? Uh, well... Who's, give me, give me a Twitter name. Give me something. No. Come on, because yeah. if 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 the if the technical team are dis- dismissing our re- resp- reports, I fear reprisals. What reprisals? Well, the, the the bloody website doesn't work. Who's um? Hang on. Who's this? Who's An- Who's Anthony Yard? I don't know. Are you expecting Anthony Yard? Apparently he's come in for talk radio, is nope. what it says on my screen. Nope. Have I, have I invited someone in? Have I invi- Sometimes I invite people in, but I don't... Let me have a look at my diary. Sometimes I invite Anthony Yard is a boxer. I'm guessing he's not for us. For talk sport, you absolutely... This is the awkward start to the show, guys. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with Time to Change. A star-crossed soapbox for Sailor Boys, oh. Stable Girls... Oh, I'm on the end. ...and Stripper Grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. Thank you! The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So exciting... Well, frustrating times. Nick Knowles' album was supposed to come out... This Friday, tomorrow. They've put it back a week. Now, that either means it's because it's brilliant or because it's pony. And one of the two, and I just, I just don't know which one. Have they added any more tracks on uh, Spotify? Because they, uh, they had a track on uh, Spotify, and they might have added some more tracks. The thing is, I haven't got premium Spotify. I've only got uh, the free Spotify, which means um, that you can't always choose the song that you want to listen to. You, you you can't play an album in the order that the album was created. You have to uh, do it randomly. And also, my computer's gone very, very slow this evening, so hang on a minute. Let's have a look. Nick Knowles on Spotify. Artist Nick Knowles on Spotify. No? Oh! There is a second track. There is a second track. Where are you going? Um, something important. What have you Oh, am I in trouble? No. Oh, thank God. that's a relief. Here we go. This is Nick Knowles is going to make you feel my love.
rain is blowing in your face. Oh, yeah. And the whole world is on your case. On your case. I could offer you a warm embrace. Embrace. To make you feel my love. Touch my love, touch my love. When the evening shadows and the stars appear, stars appear. And there's no one there to dry your tears. Dry your tears. I could hold you for a million years. No, you couldn't. You'd be make you feel my love. Touch my love, touch my love. I know you haven't made your mind up yet. But I would never do you wrong. I would never do you wrong. I've known it from the moment that we met that I would stand in my crown song. That is, I mean, I really, guys, really. Nick Knowles on love and his new pop career. There's a two-page spread <laughs> in the Daily Mirror. Andrew, you just tried to call. Give us a call again. Sorry, I was listening to Nick Knowles. His love life seems to get as many makeovers as the homes he transforms for DIY SOS. But it's Nick Knowles' love affair with music that has stood the test of time. And now he's made the ultimate commitment to his lifelong passion by showing off his guitar and singing skills... On a debut album of covers. The TV star, 55, insists this is no midlife crisis because he has been smitten with music since he was a teenager. Music, rugby, motorbikes were my first big passions, he says. And women! I've had some of my guitars longer than I've had relationships, sadly. It's certainly tough to keep up with the procession of gorgeous women he's been seen with since splitting from wife, Jessica, 29, for the second time last year. He enjoyed a brief romance with Emmerdale star Gemma Oten, 33. Then earlier this year, ex-Towie star Pascal Kramer, 30. Claimed the pair were in a relationship, but Nick swiftly denied it. Then he enjoyed a cosy evening with fantasy author Julia Suzuki, 42. Attended the Childline Ball with 33-year-old martial arts instructor Adela O'Sullivan and was recently spotted on an apparent date with actress Olivia Hallinan, who at 32 years old is 23 years his junior. He says all these women are his friends, but he has a pretty tight age um, spectrum, doesn't he, for his mates? Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, phone number. Now, we've got two calls here. Who am I going to first? Am I going to Martin... Or am I going to to Pete? Who who do Pete? I think probably. Um, okay, let's go to Pete for this. Is interesting. Um, Pete, you're live on Talk Radio. Hello, hello, Ian. Uh, we met at uh, the Rabbit Hole in Derby. Um, when uh, when did we do Derby? We did, didn't we? When was that? About two or three months ago, was it? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. We've done so many oh, of I... these rabbit hole dates. We're do- and we're doing another one. We're in Wolverhampton this Saturday, guys. Our last one this year. Um, remind me who, who you were, Pete, because I spoke I to so many whether, people there. I don't know whether you remember. Uh, we met um, just after, and I've got a son, my son Martin, who's oh! going to show business. Oh! You're, um, your boy's a turn, isn't he? Yeah, he does impressions. That was it! That was it! Yes, 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 yes! Oh, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. How's things going with him? Not, not, not too bad. We, we're just driving back now. My wife Mary's uh, driving us back from London, and he's, he's had a good go tonight. He, 
Well, maybe it wasn't uh, his audience tonight. What was he doing? Was he a com- Was he doing like an open spot at a comedy club or something? He, he, well, he, they gave him ten minutes. It wasn't really paid. Uh, yeah, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. He's yeah, yeah. To it. You, uh, uh, you know, listen to your advice uh, very closely. Ian. Yeah, no, uh, I've done the open spots, and they, 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 when they go well, it's the best thing in the world, and when they go badly, it's the most soul-destroying thing in the world. Well, they weren't quite ready for him tonight. Oh. Uh, well, bad uh, audience, then. Bad audience, but it's the audience's fault. It really was, and um, what we wanted to say, thank you ever so much for the advice you yeah, gave us. Absolute pleasure, man. I've, um, you know, what you said to us about, um, I mean, mostly it's people homosexuals that show business. Um, um, I didn't, I don't think I can said... He, can he speak to you? Can he speak to you? Yeah, I, I mean, he's, now he's on the other line. Right. Let's go to him now. Oh. So we've got, so we've got Pete, let, Pete, you're the dad, aren't you? Pete? Yeah. Hello, yes, that's correct. Yes, that's yeah. my dad, yeah, that's my dad. And uh, Martin, uh, Martin B. Leg. What's the B for? Well, it's just, well, my name, my name's actually Martin Leg. Yes. But, um, because there was someone already in show business called Martin Leg, that um, I put the B in the middle of it okay. so that I could distinguish myself from Martin okay. Leg. Martin, so I became Martin B. Leg. Okay. Um, which is just something that I've had to do so that uh, people don't get me mixed up with no. him. Okay. I think he's he eats fire and that sort of okay. stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, let's. Okay. Well, let's. Let's not give him a plug. Um, y- y- and how old are you, Martin? Uh, I'm forty-two now. Okay, and um, d- how long have you wanted to to um, be in show business? All his life. Oh my God! Yeah, be all my life, isn't it, Dad? What's that song? I'm just, I say I want to be in show business all my life, isn't it, Dad? Uh, all his life, and you know, he's, he, he worked in a, a stationery shop for a long time. And we suddenly said we'd, we'd take the plunge. He can't afford mortgage. He's given everything up for okay. this. He's moved in with me and Mary. Uh, yeah. We give it a go, as you said, as you suggested. Okay, well, Martin, well, what's great? What's yes. great is that um, mum and dad drive me all around country, um, doing so I can um, practice and do me do me gigs and um, sh- you know get on stage. Get what they call it stage time. Stage time. Well, stage time and learning. Yeah. Well, I was going to say uh, trying to find your voice, but if you're an impressionist, yeah, you want to try and find it. someone else's voice. That's right. I'm trying. Well, I, I'm trying to find you know all, lots of different voices. And okay. what's interesting, uh, Ian, is yes. the advice you gave me after yes. um, we came to see the Rabbit Hole in Derby. Yep. Um, you said that impressions, in particular, particularly hard not to crack. Yeah. And what you have to do is find your own voice. You find your own voice. The impression. Yeah. You know, your own angle. Well, Martin, listen, I'm I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, oh. Do you want to give us a few, Do you want to give us a bit? Give us oh, a bit of your act. Yeah. He's very good. Very yeah. Good. Go on then. No, let's, let's, Have um, you mentioned that? Um, did you say about the uh, the gay stuff, Dad? Yeah. Let's not let's not dwell on let's not dwell on that because I'm I'm not. I think you're taking something I said out of context. Um, so oh, let's not okay. do that. Um, okay. So right, I'll, I'm going to introduce you, Martin, and then you're going to do the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had a great night. We've got Terry Alderton coming up a little bit later on, and um, that he really is a fantastic term. But before that, a name you may uh, may not have heard before. If you have, you might associate it with fire eating. Well, this is a different person altogether. It's a different person. He's he's many different people. Nice big round of applause. Welcome to the stage, Martin B. Leg. (laughs) 
Hello everybody, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Martin B. Legg, as you've just heard, uh, and I'm here tonight to do a few impressions for you. Um, look, first of all, I'd like to kick off with um, my Chris Eubank impression. Um, here we go. First and foremost, I'm a boxer. Boxing, I do boxing, and I like money, and I intercord, etc., etc., and I drive a juggernaut in Brighton. Um, <laughs> it's very good, isn't it? That's good. It's good, that's good. Um, do you, uh, that's good, isn't it? Do you declare it? Oh, yeah, Matthew and Clary. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'd like you to now, I've done Chris Eubank already, and as you heard, and now I'd like to have a go at Julian Clary, please. So here we go then. <clears throat> oh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Julian Clary. Um, <laughs> off, of, off of the, off of the telly. Um, you will know me for shows such as I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, and yeah. other shows, um, other other stuff on telly that I've done. Do um, you? Um, Melvin Hayes. Mm -hmm. Melvin, Melvin Hayes. Melvin Hayes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Kids won't know who Melvin Hayes is. Ladies and gentlemen. Mine. Ladies and gentlemen. My name, my name is Mel. My name is Melvin Hayes. Right, now the Melvin Hayes... Can I interrupt for a second, guys? Yes, go on. Melvin Hayes, actually, that's not bad, Right. Right. But yeah, no. no one knows. Well, but no one knows. No one under well, the age of forty knows who Melvin well, Hayes is. And well, I'll be honest. Him. Let me do the act. Well, well, let him do his act. Well, uh, listen. You, do, do, do you want me to give you feedback and advice? No, yeah, no, not yet. But yeah. I will. I do want to. Do you, Let me do me. Well, no, no, don't me do. do. Let me finish with Melvin Hayes. Oh, I'll do that. Hello there, my name's Melvin Hayes, and I tell you what... Well, now you sound like Alan Sugar. I'm Melvin Hayes, and it ain't half that mum. No, it's... I'm so Melvin Hayes! Right, I'm gonna... I'm Melvin Hayes! My name's Melvin Hayes, and it ain't half that mum. No, you don't do it like that, you normally go... My name's Melvin Hayes! Right, can I, can I interrupt? This is, this is... Melvin Hayes, and it ain't half that mum. Can I... It ain't our hot mum. Okay. I don't think Melvin Hayes that's ever said it ain't half hot mum. That's the name of the show. Um, yeah, but that's the show, yeah. When you're doing... Guys, when you're doing an impressionist act, you want to do more than just, oh, here's my Chris Eubank, which, I'll be honest, was 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 awful. Good. Um, hey! What? Yeah. It was well, awful and a little bit well. potentially racist. We come, well, hey. when we, we, we were down the road... You, you didn't do anything on stage, like, Ian. No. I don't think you... I don't mind criticism no. and feedback, but that's, well, you know, I was talking for something just, a little more constructive, you wanna do honest, a, yeah? Yeah, okay, Martin, but you want to do... Seriously, you want to do a little bit more than... Now, for, for example, okay, here's, here's something, and yeah. I'm just making this up, right? Um, okay. I, I, I wonder what it would be like... If um, yeah. Roger Moore went into a chip shop, I imagine it'd be well, something me, like. Uh, well, I imagine. Do it, do well, let me, well, let me tell you what it'd be the, like. Let me, uh, let me Hello there, I'm Roger Moore. Can I have cotton chips? My name's Roger Moore. <laughs> can I get a pickled uh, egg and a can Roger of tallies? Moore. And I'll have, a, I'll, have a, I'll have a. I'll have a. I'll have a. Roger Moore. I'll have a habit. Right, well, Pete, that's just awful. My, na my name's Roger. My name's Roger Moore. Can I have a sprite? My, name, my Roger name's Roger Moore. I'll have my chips in yesterday's newspaper. 
My name's Roger Moore, and I'm a Donnie <laughs> My name's Roger Moore, and I love a lot. My name's Roger Moore, and I'll have some... Have you ever heard Roger Moore speaking, Martin? My name's Roger Moore. Yeah, Pete, you'll just be actually quite... You'll just actually... I think... My name's Roger Moore. Have you ever heard yes. Roger Moore saying anything? Words? Of course he has. Yeah. Right, because that I've voice is... I've, no, I've watched all the James Bond. My right. name's Roger... My name's Roger Moore, and I'm an octopusy. Mate, Martin, do you want hey. to... Can I give you one more piece of advice? Yeah, he's the right ballpark, though, aren't I now? Yeah, I, I, here's one more piece of advice. We've got a minute and 30 yeah. seconds. Knock it on the head, right. son. You're wasting your time. See if you can get that job back at the stationers. Oh, oh, um, and oh, you, 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 oh, you're no, leading no, your mum and dad a merry it's, dance. It's just, no, well, this is what it? dad told me all about what show business was really like. And now, yeah. to be honest with you, you're showing your true colours, mate. I'm going to be so, honest. You know, you, with one hand you give, and with the other you Martin, take away. Martin, if I can what, be frank, you know? if I can be frank, bitty. No, if I can be honest honest with you, Martin, you, you, your act is shit. Oh, hey! right, fine, mate, listen, oh, I'm sure they said oh, that dear. to Muhammad Ali when, when he started out. Yeah, he was a boxer. Look what, look what became of him. Yeah, but I bet they said he was shit when he started, and then... What do you he, know? Then he, you don't know anything. You know nothing. I'm, we were going to come to Wolverhampton to, the, to your um, rabbit hutch, but we're not coming to that it. now. Okay, good. That's no, probably... not coming to that no more. I, I suggest you try and get a proper job, Martin, and I wish you the best of luck, yeah. and I hope that well, your station is... a proper is... job. Yeah. You're a bird. Get a proper job. Okay. I've, already, gonna... I've already nailed that. Okay, I'm going to cut you off yeah. now. There we go. go You're right. a bird. Right, I've cut them both off now. They've gone. What, what a rude pair of absolute... I mean, you've got to be honest. That was awful. I'm Roger Moore. I'm, Ro- I'm Roger Moore. Can I have a lilt? The, the Me- Melvin Hayes was half decent. Who knows who Melvin Hayes is? Blimey. I'm not sure Melvin Hayes is sure anymore. Ay, 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 ay. What an out. Could we just forget this first hour ever existed? Thank you very much. Talk Radio. It's the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio with Time to Change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Go online, search Time to Change to find out more. And it's the Time to Change hour next week. You just want to phone in and have a little check-in and let us know how you're getting on? We'll have Matt Haig on the phone after the news at 11. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman such a star I've never spent much time in school But I told ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up 
It's only hey, hey, hey. I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. Yeah. Welcome to The Time to Change Hour on Talk Radio for the next hour or so. We're going to be talking about mental health because it's something we should all talk about and we'll be discussing the highs and lows and how having someone in your corner to talk about the challenges you are facing. Or sometimes not to talk about the challenges you're facing. Just to kind of, you know, sometimes... I, I phoned up a friend of mine, Simon, who I've not spoken to for ages yesterday to deliberately not talk about stuff that's going on. I wanted to phone up and talk nonsense. And we, we spent 20 minutes talking about um, the terrible film Geostorm and the excellent computer game Micro Machines. And that was it. And there was a little, you all right? Not really. All right. Do you want to talk about it? No. Let's talk about Micro Machines. So that sometimes that's just as important. We do this every week. We've been doing it for the last uh, four weeks. We might be carrying on. I don't know. But it's a thrill to be working with Time to Change. And... um. You know this show, dear listener. You know that I will sit and I will tell you stuff about what's going on with me. And some people think maybe I share a little bit too much. Some members of my family think maybe you're sharing a little bit too much there. Um, but uh, maybe I'm, I don't know. But you can phone in any time, any day of the week, any uh, show that we're doing. And um, just say, you know what, I'm having a really lousy day today. Or do you know what, I was having a lousy day last week. But today I'm doing all right. I managed to get to the shops and get back which can be a huge achievement. So you can call in at any point, and if we're doing silly stuff, I love those clunky gear changes where we're talking about what's the best B-side of a single, and then someone phones up and says, you know what, today I really wanted to die. Because that's kind of what, how life goes, you know, unfortunately, that's how it goes. It, it's, it's ups and downs, highs and lows. 0344 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to check in, if you just want to say how things are going, or if, you know, you hear something that, that happens in the next few minutes and you think, oh, that yeah, that resonates. I'm thrilled to say we've got one of my favourite people on the line. It's Matt Haig. Evening, Matt. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? I'm doing... I'm doing... Um, do you know what? I'm doing all right today because today... There's loads of stuff going on that's quite heavy, but today I had quite a fun day, and I'm not allowed to say what I did. Um, it, it's it's oh. it's it's well, it's top it's top secret, and I, I mean, oh, it's, nice. it's nothing massive, but it was it <laughs> but it felt very exciting and it felt very glamorous. It's not particularly glamorous, but it felt like it. So I had a couple of hours of thinking that I was important, which is always a nice feeling. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's addictive. It is a little bit. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing very well actually. I thought I was going to be bad this week because I I I um was doing some travelling last week. Yep. And then when I come back and when the weather's like this, I um I'm often in a bit of a sort of vulnerable patch. But now I'm feeling fine. Um. Now, I, cause I I follow you on Twitter and I saw that um that you were you were you were in the states, weren't you? With um the was it with the How to Stop Time book. Yeah, I was. It was a. Uh, it's not even out there yet, but you have to. They sent me out there to talk about it. Yeah. In advance of it coming out, so I had. To, um, it was very nice, actually. You just having lots of dinners with mm. librarians and booksellers. Oh wow! But the thing is, because I'm British and I'm not as good at talking as you, and so I go over there 
And I had to do a little speech about the book, and they don't know when you finish talking if you're British, <laughs> oh, no. there's no climax. Yeah. So I had to actually tell them I've finished talking now, and then you get a polite little smatter of applause and stuff. But, um, yeah, no, it's fine. But I, saw, but I saw, saw from your tweets that this is the, the kind of thing that in the past would have perhaps induced... The, the, the anxiety levels would have been unbearable um and i just wondered it, it, it seemed to be going quite smoothly for you mentally while you're over there i wonder if that was the case and if so what was different this time um well it it wasn't great because i'm not that used to being on my own yeah it sounds really sad and pathetic but I, I, i'm because i work from home and I'm always with Andrea, my spouse, and with my children. Um, I, I rarely travel alone. So it's like 10 days on my own, which for me is kind of a big deal. Yeah. But um, what I did this time is I didn't spend any time alone in hotel rooms, which I think sap your soul, uh, even if it's quite a nice hotel. Yeah. You're just sitting on the end of a bed watching American news, which isn't that fun. Um, so what I did this time is I just went out and walked. So I just walked, walked, walked. And walking is good. I think walking is my favourite non-medical antidepressant, actually. So yeah, walking is, walking is great. And I got into it because I want to lose a bit of weight because one of the pills that I'm on is, is, is making me put on weight. So I got, in, I got into walking and I really got into it. And this is, a, this is a recent thing in the last 12 months. I've really got into audiobooks. I've always been quite sniffy, Matt, about audiobooks because i like reading books i like holding a book and and reading yeah, yeah, yeah. it and f- turning over the pa- you know folding the page over and keeping myself but i i, I downloaded an audiobook and it, i can't remember i don't it, it might have been a john ronson thing no it was an autobiography it was um it was someone's autobiography and it will come to me in a minute and i'm hooked on them now i can't stop listening to them yeah, I mean, it, it totally depends, doesn't it? I yep. mean, sometimes it can totally elevate it. If you get it right, I, I actually had to do my own audiobook for reasons to stay alive, and but I didn't really enjoy doing it. I never listened to it. No. I can't imagine it's that great because I had a cold when I was reading it. But yeah, I mean, a really good audiobook is, is, a, is a wonderful thing. And, um, you know, especially if it's by the person who's yeah. written it. Has to be. Yeah. Has to be by the. How do, just going off on a tangent. How long does it take you to do an audio book? Because I, I, I would want to crack it out in a day, but the, some of those books go on for hours. I think I was meant to do it in two days, but I did it in a day. Yes. But that's because it was quite a short book. Yeah. But there were certain words I couldn't say. There was, um, I think it was tumultuous. <laughs> I had to do it about 15 times. I, I, and you know when you start yeah. going wrong with something, you keep going wrong with it, don't you? Uh, yeah, of course. Oh, I, but the, the, the thing I do when I do voice these voiceovers for Channel 5, if, if there's a word... The, uh, and it's normally about 45 minutes into the session. My brain just goes a bit rubbery. And there'll be, a, yeah. there'll be like, like too many L's in a sentence. <laughs> and I, I won't be able to do it. And if I get to the fifth take and I can't do it, I say, can we come back to that at the end, please? Um, <laughs> and it's, it's just, a, it's weird the, tri- the tricks the brain plays on you when you're doing that stuff. Yeah, and and, and, if, and if you're reading a whole kind of paragraph and you've got the middle, I think you just get nervous about it again yeah. and then you just totally make the same mistake or overthink it. But, um, yeah, no, reading, listening to audiobooks, all good things. You, uh, now, you're, have I got this right? You're a runner as well, aren't you? Um, I am, yeah. Because loads of people have said to me, go to the gym, 
go running. Do, do, and it, it just, it, and I've tried, I, I'm sort of getting better at going to the gym. I tend to go to classes so that I need someone shouting at me for 45 minutes for me to do something. But the running thing, I have never got, and I've tried jogging, I've tried sprinting, I've tried it with music, I've tried it with inspirational, you know, these inspirational apps that telling me I'm a yeah. great guy. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't work for me, but it, 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 it works for you, does it? It helps for you. It very often does, yes. And, I, I mean, I, I'm a really boring runner. I'll literally go walk to the gym. I'll get on a treadmill for about half an hour, and I'll just do the settings, and I'll just, like, think about anything. And wow. I'll just, so I, I, I live in Brighton, so I occasionally run by the sea and do that in nice weather. But most of the time, as my default thing, I go to um, the gym and just treadmill it. And does your, do you switch off your head? Because I am... I am aware of every footstep. I'm a, I, I cannot get into that zen place. I can feel the material rubbing against my legs, and uh-huh. every sensation becomes heightened when I try and run. Yeah, I get bad nipples, actually. So I sometimes have to sort of like either... Not Vaseline, but, you know... I've heard that um, um, that sometimes marathon... I think this is true. Maybe this is not true. Maybe I'm going to say something really dumb. I've heard that sometimes marathon runners' nipples fall off. Oh, God. I'm going to have to Google that in a minute and have a look. Oh, no. I think I've read that somewhere. I've got a dream about that now. (laughs) Oh, that's hideous. That's hideous. Um, Now, listen... uh, um, uh, Reasons to Stay Alive we, 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 is a book that I love and I've bought it for friends and I've, I've read it, um, I think I've read it three times now because it's, it's just delicious for, for dipping into or, and you, you know, it's, it is a short book so you, you can do it in a day if you're feeling up to it. Um, the, the reaction, were you surprised by the reaction that, that, that you got after that book? Because it, it, it kind of exploded, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting many people to read it at all, really, and I... I don't know if my publishers were either, and it was just a, um, it happened very naturally and uh, very nicely, and um, yeah, it was a kind of genuine word of mouth thing, but all I think it was is that people were just at a point where people were itching to talk about mental health, and to, to do it in a kind of everyday informal way, you know, it, it was definitely not an academic book, I wasn't trying to solve everything or be an encyclopedia of depression it's yeah. just talking about a very subjective personal one person's experience of of depression and anxiety and to do it in a way hopefully wasn't depressing i think you can talk about depression in a way that doesn't depress people but can actually make people feel a bit better yeah i mean if you think about therapy i mean what therapy is it's just words isn't it it's just talking or writing and um i i think with mental stuff with invisible stuff actually making it visible by talking or writing about it um can actually have a real therapeutic active medicinal benefit i think the thing that i've got from talking about it on the show and um speaking to other people that read your book i think it's the identification it's that when when i am uh, when i am at my lowest it is it feels the loneliest place in the world no one has ever felt as bad as i have no one has ever hated themselves as much as i hate myself no one has ever felt as isolated as i feel and um I've had so many people saying, oh, you talking about your medication and, and this, this side effect or that side effect, or you saying that you, you couldn't get out, you took the day off work yesterday because you couldn't get out of bed. That 
I identified with that, and that made a difference. And I think that's a key thing, isn't it? Just, just r- kind of connecting in a slightly abstract way. Yeah, because it's, it's very lonely. I mean, it's very isolating. I mean, when I first came in, it was like 1999, so way pre-social media, I think. And I, I, I felt like, I, 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 as you say, I, I was the only person in the world yeah. who had felt like this. I don't even know 100% I was experiencing depression, anxiety, and those things. I, even when I got diagnosed, I didn't really understand what that meant. I was just feeling this sort of alien thing. So, yeah, I think that's it. I think just realising, and it's been quite, the therapeutic thing for me, writing the book, was to realise how many people, I mean, that's the tragedy of it, but of course a comfort in that, how many people experience this and cope with it and yeah. live with it and, you know, they don't end up, you know, in the worst-case scenario, 90% of people. They live with it, get on with their lives, and often have better lives than they even yeah. did before. You know, it can make you appreciate things and stuff. Hey, I tell you, you know, you know that your book has, has gone, um, it, you know, kind of into the zeitgeist. I went, I went for um, a meeting about 18 months ago with, an, with uh, publishers because I had an idea for a book I wanted to write about working in TV. And I went in and I pitched this book and they said, hmm, yeah, well, we, we were thinking more something along the lines of reasons to stay alive. And I said, yeah, you know, you know that book's already been written and it's really, really good. They said, yeah, yeah, do you think you could do something like that? And I said, well, no, <laughs> of course I couldn't, because that oh, book's already it. there. So if people are oh. trying to get... <laughs> but you're doing, you're doing, um, and I'm well, going to use, use this in inverted commas, a sequel to it. Yeah, big inverted commas. Yeah. Um, it's funny you said that about publishers, by the way, because my publishers weren't that keen on me writing of course Reasons not. Stay Alive in the first place. So publishers don't always know, do no. they? They don't always know. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a kind of sequel. It's a bit... Well, it still is personal, but I'm looking at um, all the things about the modern human world which can be bad for our mental health. So we're very used to talking about things which are bad for our physical health, whether it's smoking, passive smoking, diet, whatever. This is looking at all all those triggers for mental health. And it's been the therapy of it for me is, again, you know, trying to to sort of solve my own mental illness. Because when I, I became ill, another thing as well as the loneliness was thinking, oh, it was all about me. It was all inside me. It was totally independent of the outside world. There was nothing I could do to improve it. There was nothing I could change about my life. And, um, you know, it is partly genetic and it's partly biological and all of that. But it's also, you know, our brains are dependent on the outside world. Our thoughts are dependent on the outside world. So it's looking at that side of mental health. Um, it's funny, we're getting some tweets, and there's some lovely tweets. Jane has just said, I posted my copy of Reasons to Stay Alive to a mate who is struggling. Thanks, Matt. Um, and then Mike has just tweeted, I'm feeling okay, laughing at... We had, I don't know if you heard, we had a, a terrible impressionist on in his dad yeah. earlier. Oh, God, <laughs> it's awful. And Mike's really saying, I'm, I'm laughing yeah. at those two Burks, but to be honest, I couldn't care less if I woke up in the morning or not. And, and I get that. I, I understand that, and that's, um, uh-huh. I tell you what, it's heartbreaking that he feels like that, and I'm not going to patronise him by, by saying, you know, come on guys, people want you to get up, because I don't know, but um, it, it's also, it's great that he can tweet, he's tweeted me and you, he can tweet two blokes that he doesn't know and say in a public forum, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't care if I wake up tomorrow or if I'm dead, and, and that is, that is progress, isn't it? 
oh, but we can do that now and like not judge people for it and know that that is something that lots of people go with and deal with and lots of people who you, who you would never guess in a million years yeah. would be feeling like that, feeling like that on the inside. And um, that, that, that's a strange thing for me. Is, 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 but, but, I mean, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's great that people are talking about it and it's great that men are talking about it, especially because I don't think it's too sexist to say this. I think men are famously a bit worse at talking about this stuff, but I think that is something that is changing now and i think the more men who talk about it it has a kind of contagious effect and other men talk about it and they can talk it alongside all the other stuff that they talk about but it's just no no biggie in the way that it once would have been um although of course if you if you're you know suffering some problem you can do a harvey weinstein and go to a course for a week and be cured so <laughs> there's apparently that's well, how long it takes yeah. now <laughs> you know what though isn't that isn't that annoying that that, that every, every time um, there is a A-lister doing something criminal or yeah. abhorrent, that the PR route is to go down the sort of mental yeah. route? Yeah. It's like, actually, when you're in the depths of depression or addiction or anxiety or whatever, that's actually worse than any sort of news scandal you can be feeling. You, you, yeah. You're feeling as bad as him. So why aren't you getting the help then? Yeah. You know, and it's just this shield, you know, and, and it doesn't help mental health. And also, you know, side point. He, also, he might be a sex addict. I, I, you know, I believe that, that sex addiction is, is a real addiction in a similar way yeah. to drug addiction. He might be, right? And, and, and if he is, then I hope he gets the treatment and sorts it out. But it doesn't take away his responsibility... Uh, for the, the the hideous acts that he committed, no. he's still got yeah. Go and address the sex addiction, but there you've also got to address the fact that you've you've touched people up and and you've been accused of rape. You've got to address that. You've got to accept responsibility. Exactly, and also you you can have addictions and still be a moral person and still not cross yeah. lines and still want to deal with it. And if if you've had a genuine authentic addiction that was going to cause pain to other people very often you try to get help for that and so it just seems a little bit funny when you're only getting help for it as a sort of yeah pr thing because it's all blown up but um yeah it's a weird old I, world at the moment it's it, weird, it, weird it, it is it's such a <laughs> you know i've got stuff going on at home that's making me miserable but then just when i think i've got that sorted i look out the window and go oh god brexit oh god you know we're all doomed yeah. oh trump is still in power oh he's now he's going to call a war with iran you know it really <laughs> you've got yeah. kids i've got kids and i do think what what the hell are we handing down to them I blame the internet, Ian. Uh, this is my new theory. Yeah. I, I, I kind of do. I think it's, we live in this age where, I mean, the internet now is di- designed, its whole advertising model is designed around stimulation and yep. attention. And so the people who are getting the power are the people who are the, mo- the ones who are the most attention-seeking, which isn't going to make for a stable world or a future or anything. But um, so... We, I think we need a little time out from technology and a little rethink about where we're going. But um, that's not going to happen. But anyway, no, it's not. I, I, I you know, I, I mean, yeah, I think, I think Twitter and anyway, anyway, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Maybe we're just, maybe we're just old farts, Matt. And and you know, think, this, this is so. us showing our age. No, but listen, actually, Ian, go on. There's some very uh, in my research for my new book. Um, there, there's a lot of facts about teenagers yeah. now are really, really aware of the negative 
impact yeah. of social media. Like the millennials and our generation are actually the ones who are quite pro it. Yeah. But you go really young now, the kids who've known absolutely nothing but social media, they're the ones, like 70% of them would be fine if it didn't exist. Oh, that's good. So there's there's so, a glimmer of, of, of hope down the yeah, line. Well, in the way that people are turning back to vinyl or real books and all of that and tactile objects, I think, you know, there may be a little backrush. Matt, it's always yeah. a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, you have next time you're in London, you have to come in. You have an open invitation anytime you want to pop in. You'd be very welcome. Um, the, 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 the Christmas book. What's the, what's this what this Christmas book called? Uh, this is probably going to be my third and final. This is um, Father Christmas and Me, and it's out now. And, and they're brilliant. This, there, there's, there's three of them, and it, they're all they're a joy. And what is I think is is wonderful is um, certainly in our household, and you see it on Twitter. Your books have become a Christmas tradition. You know that that one that the first one that came out, I guess, two or three years ago. That's that every Christmas now people are dusting that off. And reading it as part of their tradition, like putting up a tree and putting the tinsel up. So that is that's something to be very proud of. Yeah, it's, it's lovely, and it's a nice counterbalance to writing about depression. To write about <laughs> it's a bit. Matt, um, lovely to talk to you, mate. Take care. You too, Ian. See you later you on. Soon. Thank you very much. That's Matt Haig, H A I G, um, and his book "Reason to Stay Alive." Reasons to stay alive is just is it's a superb read, right? And if you're struggling, or if you've got a mate who's struggling. Or, you, you know, you've got a kid who's struggling. Uh, I, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's absolutely superb. And, and the Christmas books as well are a joy. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, for the next 35 minutes or so... So I keep swallowing because I'm getting a bit of a sore throat. And the reason I'm getting a sore throat is my five-year-old coughed into my mouth. Thanks, dude. So I'm swallowing a lot. So I apologise. Uh, up until midnight, we'll kind of just sit and talk about this and, and uh, check in. And I can see a couple of you on Twitter are struggling. If you want to call in, you'd be very welcome to. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm just a you know a bloke that's um, um, going through stuff. Uh, so you can call in about that if you want. And then after midnight, we shall open up the phone lines to uh, any old nonsense that you want. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You can Skype. Late Night Alternative. This is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio with Time to Change. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with Time to Change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search time to change to find out more. Uh, we've got another half an hour of talking specifically about this, and you can kind of call in and check in with um, stuff that's going on, or maybe it's something that's happening to someone else in your... I've written down the wrong thing. Oh, no, I've done that right. I've got to keep a note of these, and um, I've been losing track of them terribly. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh three four four. 499-1000 is the telephone number. You can Skype us as well, a late-night alternative. Um, and just call in and, and uh, check in and let us know how you are getting 
on. I, um, I had a little Barney with someone on Twitter, a bloke called Eddie, who's been, um, tweeting me for years and years, or emailing me for years and years and years. We met his son in New York. Oh, oh yes. At the City Winery. And, um, because I tweeted last night that, um, um, I'm, I'm, in the new year, God, my throat's killing me. It's not killing me. I've just got to swallow. Yeah. In the new year, me and my psychiatrist are going to look at cutting down my meds. No, I saw that and yeah. I read that as optimism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Optimism. 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 Um, and uh, this gentleman said, um, yeah, man, maybe you shouldn't be sharing that stuff. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, that's your bag, man. Did you say tell your friend or something? Yeah. And then he kind of, then he started going off and, you know, that was cool. He said that that was fine. But then he started going on something about my wife and why isn't he talking to his wife about it? And I'm thinking, um... That's none of your business, dude. You've crossed a line there. Mm. And I, I don't mind sharing stuff about my medication and what it, the side effects that it has on me because, um, I, you know, it, it happens. If I was on, if I was uh, on chemo or radiotherapy or or Ventolin or, or whatever, I'd be sharing the effect it has on me. The other thing to consider is, and he's fortunate if he's never been in that position, yes. that sometimes it's easier to talk to strangers about things yeah. because you don't want your friends or family to worry i mean i'm not saying that's that's what's going to happen but you, you know it's in your mind you don't want to worry them yeah you don't want them to feel like they have to say or do something sometimes yeah. you know and twitter is great for just shouting into the ether yeah. sometimes you know it's nice to just shout anyway we're cool we're cool and he sent me an email that was kind of in a roundabout way i guess it was an apology although it didn't have the s word in hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't that so much i didn't i just um I just replied, look, if you, if you don't dig it, unfollow me or mute me. But it was when he started going, well, why isn't he talking to his wife about this? That's where he should be Oh, talking. speculating. Well, why are you saying that out loud? Yeah, I know. People manage the way they manage. People manage the way they manage. Good evening, Paul. Hello, Ian. How you doing, mate? I'm all right, thank you. And I'm, is that Kath there as well? Kath yes. is there. Where the, where the, the gang's here, Paul. Hello? Hello. Is that Ian? Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, mate. Just, I've got a lag going on on the uh, computer as well. Right, uh, right. Well, you, what, are you talking to us on the phone? Uh, yeah. Right, turn your com- t- then turn your speakers off on your computer, because if you're listening to okay. the output, there's a delay. Got you. There we go. Brilliant. There we yeah, go. I just wanted to talk. I mean, I, I'm a former um, mental health worker and cognitive behavioural therapist. Um, and I was working in schools. I was working a lot with... Uh, suicidal teenage um, teenagers and stuff. I'm right in the middle of doing my MA. Um, basically, my wife almost died. Oh man, alive! What? So, what? Can I ask what happened? Uh, yeah, she basically sort of uh, had a massive thrombosis, and oh, um, and and she's sort of like disabled now. Oh, mate, I'm sorry to hear that. that well, she's she, she, she sort of, like, disabled, yes. <laughs> you either are, you are. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. What a horrendous thing to happen. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it just basically sort of uh, cut me in half because I was already stressed out. Yeah, I bet. Doing the MA, and I was stressed out with the work situation, with just lots and lots of suicidal sort of teenagers and stuff, and just trying to keep my shit together, really. Yeah. And on top of that, we just had a... She, the, it was a couple of months after she'd had our baby boy. Oh. Um, so she was in hospital then for, so like, nine months. Um, and, uh, you know, very poorly, and she still still is. But the point was, basically, that, um, you know, I've kind of seen both sides of the equation. 
I've worked directly with people with yeah. uh, various mental health uh, issues, and obviously, at the, through the back of it all, I ended up um, having a nervous breakdown. Total nervous breakdown. I think you're entitled to one after <laughs> after all of that going on, Paul. I think you think you're allowed to have one. So, and then I found out my little lad's autistic. Um, so that sort of like just really dark times, you know, yeah. and uh, and it's just hard to come back from from things like that. But what I wanted to say uh, was that I've met both you and Kath before. And, you know, I consider you Uh-oh. a friend. So it's one one of the things that happened is I, I became a carer for my son and, and, and my wife. Oh, did we meet in Luton? Uh, we met in Manchester, we met in Salford. In Salford? Re- re- remind, me, remind, me, uh, remind me the circumstances of our meeting, Paul. Well, a- along the lines of the, me being slightly depressed at the time, I started getting very irate with the people on the roads. So did you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I still so, do, yeah. Tell my story. He said, is, is there any other people as mad as me in the room who's also had uh, problems with people on the road? And I said, yeah, kind of, you know. Yeah. I remember. Uh, I, re- I, I remember, remember this guy. This guy's nuts. <laughs> this guy's nuts. Yeah, but in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you, mate, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to say, really, that, that, that occasionally, sort of, you know, the, the, this hope sort of comes through. And uh, I just wanted to sort of thank you because you the yellow card, yeah, the, F, the, the S word, oh, we can sorry, get this right. Sorry. Yellow sorry, card, yeah, yeah that's okay. Yeah, we hit the dumb button. That's all right. Yeah, Remind yeah. me which song? Which song was yours? Uh, oh yes! Oh yes! 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 That was a great version. For those who don't know, I've got this lovely little record label, and we put out um, uh, a, a compilation of fans. Listen to the fans of fans doing monkey songs, and um, well, do you know what? Here's the thing, uh, Paul. That was to raise money for Davy Jones's, uh, like, um, what do you call it? A fleet of horses, Catherine? A fleet? What do you yeah. call a group of horses? A stable? A, a, a stable of horses. And we just found out today, Paul, that we've made about $1,000, and we had an email. We've been emailing oh, really? Davy's daughters, and Talia, one of his daughters, just got in touch tonight to say thank you very much indeed. So you helped ra- raise $1,000. Oh, that's cool, man. That's not bad, is it? Yeah, great. Um, it was just, you know, it was just like sort of sometimes hope springs, you know, at the strangest places. Um, so I, I, do, I kind of now I do a lot more art, I do a lot more music, and I try and just fit things in. Uh, but you know, days days are different. But I mean, things like you're talking about fluoxetine and things like I, mean, I was on sixty uh, mg of fluoxetine a day, yeah, um, just to get through, you know, mm. uh, and it's it's. Sort of, you know, it's all ups and downs. You know, it is yourself. You know, you sat. And I know we, you can never really tell how people are from from how they sound. But I'm, I'm quite a good judge. Having done this job for twenty years, you sound to be uh, at this precise moment at eleven thirty six on a Thursday night yeah. to be in an all right kind of place. Well, I, to be quite honest, I'm like, um, I'm really happy to be talking to you. And like, so the guy was talking before about loneliness and things like that. Mm. And, and the funny thing about it is, you really are, when you're a carer, you, you, you spend a lot of time, you know, I mean, there's a lot of time my wife's asleep, uh, or my little lad's, you know, needing something. So you, you kind of cut off from a lot of things. Of course you are, yeah. But when, you, when you've got things like social media, and, and like I said, things that you did, and things other friends did, uh, you know, um, 
became friends. I know, I know you're a big Love fan as well. Yeah, of became course. Mike, Mike, Mike Randall wrote us a song. Isn't that nuts? Uh, Mike Randall, for those who get Arthur Lee in Love, one of the great, you know, kind of tragic rock bands of the 60s and the 70s, and Mike Randall was, was in this band called Baby Lemonade, and they sort of rejuvenated Arthur Lee's erratic yeah. career. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yellow cards. There's two yellow cards. One more, and I'm go- you're yeah. going to get a slap bum. I do apologise. Okay. okay, I'm going to uh, apologise to the people anyway. on Periscope because they would have got all of that. One more, and I will have to let you go, Paul. Yeah, no problem. Okay. I understand that. I got you. But um, wouldn't like, yeah. wouldn't like to get, cut him up on the road, would you? Hey, blimey! <laughs> this <laughs> is when he's all right. This is him when he's when he's he's down to earth. <laughs> Flipping heck. <laughs> So, you know, I just think there's some people out there do things and they don't just do things. They don't know anything about your life or what yep. you're going through. And, you know, when you need it, sometimes something comes along. Yeah. Um, and I've needed it plenty of times. So, big thanks to you, love. And nice one, Paul. And thank you, for, thank you for your song. It was brilliant. And um, listen, uh, th- thanks for giving us a call and we'll speak again soon. Yeah. But with less right. swear words, Paul! Yeah, no problems, man. Up yours. Bye bye. <laughs> See you later. Oh three four 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 nine. Flipping out that dumb button got some action there, didn't it? Eh? You're wearing it out. You would have heard that on Periscope, guys. I apologise. I apologise. It's one of the things. If you're watching on Periscope, you'll get the you'll get the bad language that you don't get on the radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. With time to change, one in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search time to change to find out more. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, her Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio with Time to Change. 0344 499 1000. Um sort of for an hour a week, certainly for the last few weeks, we have a specific hour. It's kind of a new thing for us, and we're very happy to be doing it, eh? Because it means someone is interested enough in this show that they're prepared to spend a few quid on it. Brilliant. I'm, I'm all up for that. And also, it means that the Time to Change people have done their research, because they've obviously listened to the show and know that... Um, this is the this is a place where we can... We, we do frequently talk about mental health and... Um, uh, you know the ups and downs of it in quite a relaxed manner. It feels it still feels a little bit unusual to me doing an hour where we specifically do it, just because it's been so relaxed over the past few years, where people can come and go. But it, but it, I've, I've kind of got my head around it now, and um, it's it's quite nice having a themed hour. But it does mean. If you miss this hour, you can still call in after midnight about this stuff, or you can still call in tomorrow, or you can still call in Tuesday at half past ten about this stuff. It's all, you know, it's, you know this show, man. It's all fluid, man. Yeah. Well, it's part fluid. of life, isn't it? Life. Oh, life. Is that the, is that the, the, the song where she says she'd, she'd seen a ghost, but she'd rather, rather have, have some toast? have a piece of toast. I mean, we all would, really. What is that Watch about? the evening news. I tell you who, um, I tell, for, for me, one of the great things is music. And where I am at the moment, I haven't got a, a, a stereo, which is, which is annoying me, man. And I keep thinking, I'll buy a cheap stereo. I think, I can't be bothered. So I haven't got a stereo. Um, 
sorry, I listen to music in my car. And I, when, when we had Loudon Wainwright on the other day, I bought a load of Loudon Wainwright albums. This is what I do. is When we have a guest on or I read a book about something, I'll buy loads of books and uh, loads of DVDs and albums and stuff, and I'll buy too many. I've just bought a, a, a Billy Bragg album because we had him on the other day. And I'm looking forward to it, actually. It's the... Uh, the one that he recorded um, at train stations in America. Him and this this bloke, jo- John Henry, Joe Henry, um, just got the train, and then the train would stop for like 40 minutes, so they'd get off, go and sit in the waiting room, set up a little recorder and record some folk songs. I mean, what a brilliant idea. You can hear all the announcements in the background and stuff. Oh, wonderful. But so, I, so I've got bought these three or four Loudon Wainwright the third albums, right? And I should really have listened to them before he came on. And I, I'm listening to this uh, one. I can't think what it's called. Um, I think Wainwright. There was. Um, I think it's the Last Man on Earth. Is that the name of the album? But flipping it, I mean, just his 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 way with words is. Um, Oh, let me uh, let, let, let me let me play you this song because I think this kind of ties in because I, fi- I find music for me is, is uh, music for me, guys, is uh, is, a, is a great uh, great healer. Clear, I'll come to you in a minute. I just want to um, I just want to. This album has totally blown me away, right? And there are so many songs, lots of songs on there about his mum and dad. He obviously has mum and dad issues, don't we all? Um, listen to this, missing you. This is this is. Uh, Oh, listen, listen, hang on. Is this it? He don't stay out anymore. Right, here we go. Yeah, we'll have this. Clear, we'll come to you after this. Listen to this, guys. This is three minutes, 30 seconds, right? Of just... This this guy has blown me away. This is Loudon Wainwright III and, and the song Missing You. He don't stay out anymore No more coming in past four Most nights he turns in round ten He's way too tired to pretend Sure you might find him up at three But if he is it's just a pee And some nights he's awake till two But that's just cause he's missing you He's lying there and missing you And he don't sleep late anymore Up like a farmer half past four When that sleepy sun pops up He's halfway through his second cup And his day's work is done round two That's when he starts in missing you Quarter to three, it's time to nap He always says, no nap, I'm crap His motto is, no nap, I'm crap Guess he's just set in his ways 
He does the same damn things most days And the 724's a week With lots of downtime, so to speak But he hardly glances at a clock Since his routine is carved in rock Man's a machine, what can he do? Keep going, though, he's missing you Keep right on going, missing you And his teeth fall out, so does his hair But in his dreams you're always there A jewel in his unconscious mind A miracle, a precious find But in the end he's all alone He wakes up and his jewel is gone There's a heaven and he knows it's true But he's back on earth just missing you And it's hell on earth just missing you Back where he started Missing you Song, huh? So beautiful, isn't it? That whole album, ay ay ay. His 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 voice is incredible, and that whole album, it's 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 mainly just guitar and and some strings. I was worried he might get a bit synthy in the eighties and the nineties, but his his way with words. I'll play another one later on. His way with words is wonderful. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Cleo. Yay, isn't it though? Isn't it though? Mm-hmm. I, I, and the thing about Loudon Wainwright is that's I just bought a few albums at random, right? And that's the mm-hmm. first one I played, and it's bloody brilliant. And he's got dozens of albums, so I think I found a new thing to dive into. I can barely speak. Yeah, what? What did you say? Did you say got his teeth? <laughs> I can barely speak. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, well, that, 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 well. Um, that yes, 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 yes. Go on, um, you can do it. Depression. Yes. So it's just weird. I, when I'm ringing up to be like a fanny and be stupid, no. I'm not. I'm not nervous at all. But I'm actually bricking it at the moment. Like. Oh, okay. Um, talking about depression. Um, it's kind of odd. I've had it all my life. I think. Um, but I didn't really acknowledge it till about 2005. Yeah. Um, I was at work. I just went nuts. I just stopped. And everyone's like, what are you doing? You're just lying there in the, in the canteen. <laughs> just lying on the table. Lying, what, hang on, what, lying <laughs> on the table? Lying in the canteen. Lying on the table? Yeah. How did you get on? Why were you on the table? Oh, I just looked. I needed to lie down and I was there. Wowzers. And, um, so the centre's home. Yes. And I felt... Like a, like I had a flu, but it wasn't the flu, obviously, because there was there was no snots and no mucus. And okay, all that stuff. we know we know what flu is. No need to describe the bodily uh, <laughs> excretions. We we we've got that. But um, so I just lay in bed for about a week, and it's all oh Christ, 
Well, I was waiting because I know I knew I'd already I knew I'd always had depression. Yeah, but that was the first time it was like I've actually got a proper problem, and not like I've always brushed it aside and been Mister Depend Independent. And I spent most of my life telling other people I would have like run the lives. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like the ugly uncle and me clan, the new mates. I was the one everyone leaned on, and um. Start songs, knock us out, because I was going to talk about me dad. Um, that was very much a oh, song. You, yeah. oh, mate, he's oh, got man. a song on that album about his dad. Oh, he's got a song on that album about his dad, I'll tell you that. I don't think I'll be buying that. Oh, <laughs> mate, he's got a song on there about his dad. Oh, he's got... Me, it's brilliant. I've, I've always known I'd, I'd end up with depression because my dad was a depressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why my mum and dad broke up. She she couldn't cope with it. Yeah. A lot, a lot um, of people, a lot of um, husbands and wives and sons and daughters and mothers and fathers yeah. can't cope with it. And and uh, there's no shame in that, you know. If the other yeah. person can't cope with it, uh, you know, some people can't, you know. And that's, there's well, no shame in that. It's hard to understand. I mean, of course you can't completely understand what the other person's feeling. And sometimes the things that are said to you are hard to hear. But it's a matter of... I know. I, I'd rather know than um, you yeah. can tell if someone's pretending. Do you know what I found really helpful as someone who you know I don't. Thankfully, I don't suffer with depression, but you know I know people that live with it, and um, I found Matt Haig's book really helpful in in tr- trying yeah. to understand it. Really trying to understand it and understanding that you can't fix it, but you know it's sort of um, walking alongside rather than trying to intervene all the time. It's, it's quite odd. My mum's only beginning to understand depression now that I'm deeply. See, I put off taking meds for years because it, back in the seventies, meds this, this screwed me dad up, and that's what really. Oh, well, all there years. was really for d- d- depression was lithium, which which was kind of like it was was turned you into a zombie. Dude, he, he had electric shock therapy and everything. Hey. Wow. Well, here's the thing: I mean, electric shock therapy is making a comeback. Apparently, not in the same. It's not applied the same way. Oh, they they apply it to the gonads yeah. instead of the, <laughs> the gonads. I would think I'd rather have it to my gonads than to my head. You know what? This, this, this oddly reminds me of a joke. Oh, uh, I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago. Yes, and um, they said, and they went, "This is a fact." In America, up until the seventies, um, it was illegal to be depressed oh. and commit, to try and commit suicide. Yes. So what they did. No, it was about sexual habits or something. But then the other said, they used to put you away if you masturbated too much. What? And uh, they used to give you electric shock therapy. So I was like, surely that's just the wrong thing to give someone who's... <laughs> I wouldn't open with <laughs> that joke. De- if they're deviant... Yes. Anyhow, well, well um, yeah, it depends. They yeah. might like electric shock therapy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know what you're anyway. saying. I know what you're saying. Anyway, that's... Strange. Yep. My mind went off on one there. Well, but yeah, meds, yeah. I, I didn't, for years, I went, nah, I'm not taking meds. And I was very much one of these, like, no, meds make you worse, man, type people. But I've been on them since March. Um, And this sort of works. They don't, I'm not completely down. I'm up and down and all over the place. Yeah. I think that's better just being down full stop. Uh, mine, mine are doing the job that they're meant to do. Uh, and Cleo, we've got to move on. Thank you for that, brother. Uh, mine are doing the job that... 
That's my computer. I'm rebooting it because I want to get the song about his dad <laughs> from the album. And if for some reason I couldn't do it, um, I can feel a sore throat developing. That's all I need, guys, as I approach my week off to write my masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, yeah, my plan is, in the new year, I saw my psychiatrist Monday, and we've said, let's just get through Christmas. Let's get our heads down. Let's get through Christmas. Um, let's move a little bit along life's road and hopes that some other bits and pieces sort themselves out a little bit. And then I'm going to see him in the new year, and we're going to cut down the metazapine. We're going to try maybe half of that. And uh, see if I can shift. See if I can shift two inches around my waist. That's what I want to do. And then the, the plan is has always been to come off of all of it at some point, but um, not just yet. Yeah, as and when. Not just yet, guys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Thank you, Cleo. Uh, we, we will carry onwards and upwards, uh, dear listener. We're going to give away in the next hour um, uh, black and white movie stars. It's got to be black and white movie stars. I'm having Harold Lloyd. Can I have Louise Brooks? Yes, of course you can. I don't know who Louise Brooks is. Oh, she's is. beautiful. Okay, beautiful. She's in. Harold Lloyd. Uh, if you want one, you've got to give us a call. You can only get these uh, via calls. You cannot get them via tweets or texts. I'm afraid it doesn't work like that. So, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Don't forget, you can Skype us. Late Night Alternative, all one word. And, of course, uh, there are loads of different ways you can listen to the show. The best ways that I can think of are if you retune your DAB radio and then search for Talk Radio, if you download the app on your um, pocket telephone, or if you go online to talkradio.co.uk. And if you go there, you can listen to um, uh, shows from the last 30 days. You can get the podcast. You can get all of that all of that um, gubbins, dear listener. This is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio with Time to Change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search Time to Change to find out more. Talk Radio. Guys, now is an excellent time to call us. We have no calls on the switchboard. 0344. 499-1000 is the phone number. We'll talk Nick Knowles. We will give away black and white movie stars and any other nonsense you can think of. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. My name is Ian Lee. The show is The Late Night Alternative and the station, of course, it's Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here we go. This, this is this, this. Listen to this. This is a song about a dad. <laughs> right. Here we go. Have some of this. Last week I attended a family fair, and a few remarked upon my recent growth of facial hair. You look just like your father did with that beard, someone said. I answered back, I am him, even though my old man's dead. I didn't want to be him. Well, at first I did, when I loved and looked up to him as a little kid. He sent me to his old school, I was a numeral with his name. And he gave me this gold signet ring, and he wore one just the same. Probably it was true When he told me 
me I was just like him That's what some fathers do But a father's always older And my dad was rather tall Who says size doesn't matter He was big and I was small Somewhat someday And I learned I had to beat him And that was the only way I learned I had to fight him My own flesh, blood, bone and kin But I felt I was just like him Can a man's son be his twin? First we fought for my mother That afforded a little joy When he left she was heartbroken And I was still their little boy But I started to get bigger When I made a little money And I got a bit of fame And I saw how this could wound him Yes, this could do the trick And if I made it big enough I could kill him off quick But how can you murder someone In a way that they don't die I didn't want to kill him That would be suicide I let up and I was through And in the end he did himself And usually that's what we do I'm alive and he is dead And neither of us won It's spoiled for the victor Once the vanquishing is done A man becomes immortal Through his daughter or his son But when he fears his legacy A man can come undone And the beard is a reminder Isn't it? He's good at ripping your guts out, isn't he? Oh God! And the thing is, that's an album from the nineties when he should have, he should have peaked by that. He should have be, that, that should be a terrible album. He's an album I picked at random. And this is, if that's him in the mid nineties, you know, and his prime is in the early seventies. What have I got to? What a song! What a song! His way with words is incredible. It's poetry, man. It's poetry, and it's vicious. Now, when do when he, he laughed when I asked him the question, what do people think about you writing a book that's so honest and open? He laughed, because it, it's his songs, it's, it's doing, he's been doing it for the last 40-odd years. 45 years. That's his songs. Ay, 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 I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy uh, dipping into Loud and Wainwright Third, guys. Hello, dear listener. This is The Late Night Alternative. My name is Ian Lee. Your name is Catherine Boyle. Currently, yes. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can watch the show, periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I am Ian Lee. I-A-I-N-L-E. You are? Uh, flipping Kath. No G. Kath with a K. Yeah. What was, um, you've not had, what was the tweet you showed me earlier on? Was there, was there a weird one? 
Someone trying to be a bit sexy with you again. <laughs> you get that a lot, don't you? Can't imagine why. Um, no, nor can I. I know you and you stink. <laughs> Can't smell through Twitter. Um, Talita Tickerum has only got five and a half thousand followers on, on Twitter. So I'm winning. Well, yeah. We're more popular than a, a good tradition of love and hate, mm-hmm. sitting by the fireside. She was good, wasn't she? Um, yeah. She wasn't my cup of tea. I liked how she didn't, um, she didn't dress sexy. Nope. Um, and she Oh, played... she didn't play that game. No, no she didn't no. play that game. And she used to close her eyes when she sang. Yeah. And, and do that kind of really unattractive, fluttery thing. She, she was concentrating. She was the British Katie Lang. Yeah. I don't really know what that means. Or Tracy Chapman. I said it, and I don't know what it means. I don't really know much of her work. I know the hit, obviously. I know her brother was in The Buddha of Suburbia. Ramon Tickerum. But that's all all I know about her. And Game of Thrones. Never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, it's so good. No, it's not. Yeah, we got rid of Sky just as uh, the the last series came out, so my dad's got it all on his planner for me to watch, but he's been watching them just in case, just to make sure uh, he loves it. Nah, never it's gonna watch fighty it. and rude. Never going to watch it. Things I like. Um, it, it, the ending will be rubbish. I guarantee you the ending will be rubbish. Well, everyone else knows the ending and I don't, so let's not attempt fate. I don't want to know what the ending Why is. Why if they cancelled House of Cards? Now, ah, I, now. New on. allegations I noticed in the last hour oh. about production staff on that. Okay. But I think the it, question was still stands. Going, it was already ended. Really? Because mm-hmm. uh, cause I, I'd never seen it, right? But th- I was reading lots of people saying, well, why don't they... J- Apparently there's a woman who should be the lead in it anyway. Why not just kill him off and, and have her well, take over as the lead? This series, the series, this series about the to end, put out, uh, uh, the series they're about to put out was going to be the end anyway. That's my theory. Yeah. I don't believe they would have been able to make it up that fast. If Jackie Chan or any of the monkeys get caught up in this, I'm, I'm out. I'm, it's game over. I can't, I can't, I can't, can't carry on. Um, d- 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 um, it's all, um, it's all so hideous, isn't it? It's, it's, all this stuff is, um, is horrible. Uh, they should just close Hollywood for six months. Well, everyone has, I think. And reboot it and, and say, look, guys, and primarily guys, but some gals as well. Uh, listen, if you've done, have a, have a think. If you've done stuff, just go, just go, just go. And we're going in six months' time. We're going to restart. We're going to have a clean, positive Hollywood. It does make me think. Um, I remember seeing uh, interviews with directors and actresses in the for that's what they were called actresses in the in seventies and eighties, and they were always justifying the the sex scenes, the nude scenes. Yeah, it was artistic and called for in well, the plot. I wouldn't I wouldn't normally do it, but it was um, it was integral to the plot. And you think about it. Name one film, apart from porno, where the sex scene is integral to the plot. That terrible Donald Sutherland film, that sex scene wasn't integral to the plot. Have I got the don't symbolism look, don't of look it? Now. Yeah, I got, well, I, I got the symbolism. It wasn't, it? The, the film would still have been as pony as it was without the sex scene. It didn't need it. There can't be one film. And, and it's 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 weird because I, I've grown up with that thing of and I know this is slightly different from what is being discussed. So I don't I don't think I'm, but this is just where the kind of my 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 train of thought has gone throughout the days. I've been thinking about this. That I was always brought up, you know, b- b- kind of 
buying this thing just because I never really considered it that sex scenes in films were artistic and there's a reason and you know of course they're not sexy to make but there's a reason we're, we're seeing a woman's booby and maybe a bit of bush you know all that stuff you would get never any man parts very very rarely well you can't you can't show an erect penis no mull of Kintyre is the limit isn't it sorry Mull of Kintyre. The yes. angle on the Mull of Kintyre yes. is the um, maximum angle is of it? dangle allowed to be shown on broadcast And there was one TV. film about ten years ago where apparently you could see an erect penis and they got in really big trouble and then the director came out and said, no, 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 it was a fake erect penis you could see the tip of. And that was okay. Was it? <laughs> yeah. And it does strike me as odd, right, that... We've got so many thoughts are firing off here, guys. Feel free to chip in at any point. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. That you can see actual um, dead bodies. What was I watching the other day? Um, what was I? Oh, what I was watching a film. Oh, Geostorm. Geostorm starts off. This is terrible film. <laughs> But it starts off with, um, as some films do, it's set about five years in the future, and there's been a, a really bad weather conditions that have killed millions of people. Mm-hmm. And so you actually got to see, at one point, what I think was actual news footage of, like, a, a, a field full of dead bodies. Oh, under Under blankets. But, right. but So you could see about 50 dead bodies, right? So in an actual entertainment film... A movie, a Hollywood frothy sci-fi action movie. You can see real dead people, but you can't see an erect penis. Do you, do you see what? Because you, you can see dead people, but you cannot see the thing that gives us life. Right. Now, I'm not saying I wanted to see an erect penis, but I do think there's something in this. I've not quite got this right, but there, there is something in this, that this world has become so screwed up that you can see dead bodies, you can see dead bodies, you can see dead bodies till the cows come home, mm. but you can't see actual what makes life. Mm. You can't see the, 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 the intricacies of that thing that your parents did, that my parents did, that my grandparents did. You can't see it. You can't, you're not allowed to see that. That's dirty. Mm-hmm. Dead bodies, that's fine. But the thing that creates life, you've done it, I've done it. You're not allowed to see it. You're not allowed to see it. That's weird. We somewhere we've got our priorities. I'm not saying you know you put it in like in like the My Little Pony cartoon or anything. I'm not. Well, Although there is a market for that, turns there is, out there is. There's, there's a phrase. But you heard of bronies? Sorry, bronies. What's a brony? It's men who yeah. like dressing up as My Little Ponies. Hang on a second. Someone needs to. Um, someone needs to get their ass online and Google this. Bronies. Bronies. Mm-hmm. How do you know about these? Bronies UK. Because my daughter likes looking at My Little Pony videos on YouTube, so I have to be very careful. Oh, but they're not... They're not necessarily having it off. Well, I mean... Well, guys, we've made it. This weekend marks the fifth anniversary of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. What an absolutely wonderful milestone. Our fandoms really came a long way in those years. The creativity among this community never fails to amaze me with new artwork, music and more still created on a daily basis. What other fandom can get plushies out, plushies, 
within a day of a new character appearing on the show. It's something to be really proud of. It's easy for us bronies to forget how old My Little Pony actually is. Last year was an incredible milestone for the entire franchise, 30 years. So I'd like to thank... So I'd like to think, rather saying our fandom will last another five years strong, how about we go one more and say another 30 strong? Okay. Well, I'm not, I can't see any of these... Um, are bronies like jabronis? <laughs> I don't know what jabroni is. Can, I can't see any... I want to see a bit... Here we go. Hang yeah. on a Check this guy out. London Meets. Home to some of the largest gatherings of bronies outside B-U-C-CAD. Our capital city is one of the best places to go for anything brony-related. Re- yeah, but that's but that doesn't mean it's a sexual thing. You type in, like... Um, Sexy Velma and, you, you know... <laughs> yes, you're right. But where there's cosplay, Here there's uh, horseplay. The other the other regular meet being the O2 film meet hosted by the always well-dressed BRJ. Other meets happen all the time, including pub get-togethers, episode screenings, parties in the park, sh- and shopping trips. There's the Yorkshire Bronies... Um, let's go to the Facebook page of the Yorkshire Bronies. Yorkshire Bronies. Uh, gentlemen, our next shenanigans have been arranged. Been arranged. So it is, but uh, what? Uh, I don't understand. This, I don't think it's a sexual thing. Let me tweet. The, let me tweet the Yorkshire Bronies and okay. ask them. Um. Oh, no, they've not used their Twitter for five years. OK. No, I don't think I don't think bronies is a sexual thing. If anyone can um, give me some infi- inside informazione on, uh, on bronies, that would be um, delightful. Anyway. I said a brony, brown, brown, brony. I've got a brony, bone, bone, bony. <laughs> anyway, so where, how do we get on to bronies? I've got no idea. Let's get off it as quickly as we can. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. With time to change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search Time to Change to find out more. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. With time to change, you can call in about absolutely anything you want. Although the phones have gone quiet, fine. That happens. These things happen. You can call us oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can Skype late night alternative. And, um, yes, yes. Oh, Nick, no, we were, we were doing Nick Knowles, weren't we? Reading the uh, Nicky Knowles, Nicky Knowles. He's gone full Brent. Um, <laughs> he insists we, we, we listed the, we listed a load of women. He insists they are all just friends. I like attractive women, strangely enough. I'm very lucky that a lot of my very good friends are attractive women. Between the ages of twenty nine and thirty two. I'm not dating anyone at the moment. Part of the reason you end up playing the guitar is because it makes you slightly more attractive to women. Oh. Of course it was one of the motivations. I've learnt certain songs at various stages of my life to impress various people. 
and there are specific songs or artists you can play when you find out what song a girl likes. Well, yeah, the song that she likes, I'm guessing. It's not exactly um, brain surgery. Telling how he first got hooked on music, he says, It all started when I was about 14, and my parents were desperately trying to get me to study. But I wasn't a good pupil and was disruptive in school, so I essentially got locked in my room and decided to play guitar instead of studying. I'm self-taught and spent a lot of time aged 15 and 16 playing guitar with my brother John. It was the late 1970s. Ev- Listen, dude, everyone spent the age of 15 and 16 spent time learning a guitar. I might treat myself to a mandolin. I've been eyeing up a mandolin. We've been talking about this for years. I just, but imagine if I got one. Oh, I'm just a... <laughs> what are you doing with your hand there? I'm, I'm doing the mandolin. But okay. you got to do it quick. Isn't it that? Sorry? Isn't it that? No, you, with the mandolin, you've got pick, you, it's a pick. It's a pick, is it? Um, it was the late 1970s, and he formed a band called Pygmy Ricochet. <laughs> Good one. I'll get the chicks. <laughs> a name the teenagers plucked out of nowhere because it sounded so unusual. Now he has released an album of song covers called Every Kind of People after the title track by Robert Palmer. Which is called? Every Kind of People. I'm enjoying this voice. <laughs> he says his experiences from the past year have inspired his emotional choice of tracks. It's kind of 70s telly, isn't it? He and Jessica, mum of his three-year-old son, Eddie, split at the beginning of last year. They're, okay, stop doing a silly voice now because cancer's coming up. Oh. Then after Jess was diagnosed with stage one cervi- cervical, cervical. I say cervical. Mm. It's my cervix, it's not my cervikes. Cancer, they decided to give their marriage another go before splitting again. Oh, controversial. But it is clear Jessica is still very close to Nick's heart. His album tracks include sultry renditions of Barry White classic, You're the First, The Last, My Everything. <laughs> Stop. Sultry is the word, isn't it? And John Mayer's Your Body's a Wonderland. <laughs> he says it's for someone special I really care about. Himself. He says, playing the album to Jess was really important to me. She loved it, but says she was glad we weren't married anymore. Didn't say that. There are a lot of really emotional songs on there, and the last year's been quite tough. She's doing really well now. She'd say her diagnosis is a lesson to every woman to have their tests. If her doctor hadn't insisted she went for extra tests, Jess wouldn't have made it. That's how close it was. He says music has helped him through the trauma, as it has during tough times in the past. It's something I've always done. Get home from work, pick up the guitar, he says. Music gives solace and respite from the mad world. Nick doesn't rule out another reunion with his ex. He says, Jess and I are still the best of friends. Nick, who has three grown-up kids with his first wife, met Jess through her parents in 2009. Oh, was he friends with her dad? They married in Rome in 2012, and Eddie was born two years later. He said, Eddie's the most important thing. But your other three kids feel great about reading that. When you have a kid, there's something more important than you. I give my life for Eddie, for any of my kids, which means the way you feel about a situation isn't quite so important. He says his kids are impressed with his new music venture. They love the album, he says. I don't think it's embarrassed them. (laughs) But there are many things I've done over the years that have embarrassed my kids. They would rather I were a milkman. He describes his voice as 
very deep. <laughs> it's not as deep as he thinks it is. And was recently mocked for comparing his sound to that of singer-songwriter George Ezra. He laughs. <laughs> what I was trying to say is that I don't think there's a voice like mine in the music industry at the moment. No, he's right there. It's very deep. <laughs> In America, you get deep-voiced males in country and western and R&B, but you don't get them over here at all. Mate, you can't sing! He's already rubbed shoulders with some of his musical heroes. I've been on the roof of a Soho... We all know this story. I've been on the roof of a Soho hotel with Biffy Clyro after the NME Awards and played songs until sunrise. Me and George Benson were kicked out of a hotel foyer in Birmingham for playing its piano. But Nick admits his life is not quite perfect. He says, Someone on Twitter said the other day, Is there anything you can't do? I replied, Hold down a relationship. Wow. I've been looking at the... um, Maybe this is mean. Yeah. How he met Jessica through her parents. Did he do up their back garden? No. The couple first met when Jessica's parents asked Nick, the host of DIY at SOS and Five Star Family Reunion, in case you were wondering who the hell this person is to help kick-start her career in 2009. And romance blossomed, despite their age gap. Her Ah. career, however, (laughs) did not by the looks of it. No. Good evening, Pete! Hello. I've got to say, I'm excited about this Nick Knowles album. It sounds like we're going to be thinking as well as grooving. (laughs) Well, this is is it. There's not enough thinking music. Um, And if you combine... If you can combine... um, uh, physical movement with um, a brainial movement, then for me, that's a win-win situation. Absolutely. I hope we're going to get a pina colada-style dissection of these. Well, but part of me... <laughs> I did... Part of me did think, it comes out next Friday, of inviting Luke Haynes, who's, who's a great musician and has been on the show before, inviting him here in to do, like, a track-by-track um, <laughs> dissection. But then part of me thought, oh, that's really, really mean. Because that's a, that's a mean thing to do. Or great publicity for Nick Knowles. Well, but also, I mean, the album... Right, the songs we've heard, right, I mean, they're not brilliant. Also, they're not his. No. But they're not... I mean, it's not... It... it, it, it they're, okay, right. So, they are... Um, they are... They're, they're, it's a tough one, isn't it? What was the name of that lady that we had that, that I used to play music by? She couldn't sing. Oh. Not Mrs. Mills. Mrs. Miller. Was it Mrs. Miller? Yes. So right, he's uh, he's pony, okay, but he's not. Um, have a listen to this. This is if if he were as bad as this, um, then I would um, I would definitely do it. But I mean, compared to compared to this, oh, we've got to go skip an advert for Sam Smith. Deary me, deary me. Here we go. Listen to this. Oh, gosh. I haven't heard this for ages. This is Mrs. Miller. For good reason. Singing downtown. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. You've got worries and all the noise and the hurry seem to help I know. Downtown. Don't listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Linger on the sidewalk where the You know, if, if, if how it, can you lose? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, One gosh. of the sexiest songs in the world. These boots are made for walking by Mrs. Miller. You keep saying you've got something for me. 
Something you call love but confess You've been a messin' where you shouldn't have been a messin' Now someone else is getting all your best These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you we go. So, but Pete, if it, if it, <laughs> if it were that standard, Pete, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit mean. Uh, you know, listen, my album. Um, uh, I'm still waiting for all of my tracks to be delivered before I can drop my album. Feelings by Ian Lee. So I'm excited about that. Well, here's a, well, here's you a, do a soft drop or a loud one. Uh, you're being vulgar. Here's an, here's <laughs> another thing, right? So at the bottom of this this Nick Knowles thing, it says rival albums by fellow TV stars. So, so thought, you're thinking ships come I, in. I'll have a look at this, right? Nick is not the only telly favourite to release an album. True. The Chase host, Bradley Walsh, 57, went gold with his swing cover album, Chasing Dreams, last year. His new album, When You're Smiling, is out in November. Comedian Jason Manford, 36, made the top ten last month with debut album, A Different Stage. And Strictly Come Dancing star, Anthony Beek, has cover album from the top. That's it, and then it ends. It doesn't mention me at all, Pete. Ah. Absolutely. That's an outrage. It's a, it, is what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Pete, thank you very much for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. With time to change. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You can Skype late night alternative. I can feel um, ulcers on my tongue. It's stress, isn't it? Is that stress? Mm. Is it? Uh, being a bit tired and run down. Tired, often, yeah. Run down, stress. Wolverhampton on Saturday night, our last rabbit hole of the year. Be there and be square. At Slater's, seven till nine, guys. Um, I'll be bringing the seller tape if people want a picture. Bring pound coin. Um, New pound coins only, and it's, and it's a pound per picture. Some people would like trying to take a couple. No, 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 no. no. It's a pound per picture. So, no. and you're not allowed to have a piece. God, no. Are well, you going to use the sellotape? No, of course, I'm not going to use the sellotape because then it won't be a big sellotape. Eventually, it'll be just be it'll be nothing. So, no, I'm not going to uh, be using the sellotape unless I get really stuck at Christmas. Um, now, I was talking about this yesterday, and I'm glad to see that um, our paymasters at the Sun have picked up on it. The BBC has been ridiculed for adding exaggerated sound effects on Blue Planet 2. Oh, ridiculed by whom? Well, by me. But let's see. Fans blown away by the nature show's visuals called the underwater noises ridiculous. They do this. All of the sounds you see on these nature programmes are not real. It is a Foley artist. That's what a Foley artist is, the person that does the sound effects. And it'll be them, you know... um, yeah, punching a cabbage what was, in that. What was the name of the woman? There's a text from Michael. Who used to phone Mike Mendoza off and finish her calls with a song. She was like a female Nigel from Maidstone. I want to say Babs from Bermondsey, but that was someone else. It was Eilish. It was a woman called Eilish. Um, and I don't know how I've remembered that. She never phoned me in any of the stations I worked at. Have I got that right, guys? There'll be some radio geeks out there. Who'll know it better than me? Um, 
late night radio in the 90s. I make you say Eilish. I would imagine A-Y-L-I-S-H. Mike. Uh, let's put him um, Mendoza. Let's see if there's anything here. Uh, no. Talk radio, maybe. No, 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 no. No. Um, yeah, I mean, Nigel from Maidstone is a dying breed. Uh, in the 20 years ago, 25 years ago, there used to be loads of... of um, um, uh, uh, nutcases that were, would phone up the radio and um, would t- t- share a story and then sing a song. Mm. And I think Nigel... I think Nigel's the only one left out of all of them. I used to have one at LBC. Well, unless you count Holy Ken, who loves to give us a hymn now and again. But, you see, the thing is, well, these days you've got uh, YouTube channels for that, so they don't have to come on and do a turn, do they, to reach out to a wider audience? No, but I think older people do. Mm. Older people do. Older people aren't that familiar with, um, uh, with, with YouTube Mm. Generally, the kind of people, yeah. I, Michael says it was Eilish, yeah. Um, uh, you do wonder, I mean, a lot of the older people, of course, won't be listening to this because we're on DAB and we're online and we're not on FM or medium wave, you know, medium wave. If you're broadcasting on, on AM, man alive, that's when you that's when you reach everybody and that's when you get the fruitcakes, that's when you get the delicious thing, God. What I wouldn't do to be on an... I'd, I'd even take a pay cut to be on an AM radio station. Wow. That would be fun, man. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, you don't get so many of them now. I used to have a... I'm trying to... Th- I'm stalling because I used to have a guy phone me at LBC uh, 15 years ago. Not 15, 13 years ago. Who... Um, I'm sure I used to have a guy that would play a keyboard down the phone. I'm sure I did. I know. I remember there being an obnoxious blind man. Anyway, I'm, I'm, he was really obnoxious. But you couldn't say he was... A, and I'd have a go at him because he was just rude. Because you can't have a go at him. He's blind. Yeah, he's still a knob. Mm-hmm. Just because he can't see. I mean, he's, he, he's, you know, he's St. Francis of Assisi. Fans blown away by the nature show's visuals uh, called the underwater noises ridiculous. By the way, we've got 20 minutes left. We're not doing a lock-in because you don't deserve one. Uh, we'll take calls straight to air for the next 20 minutes. They included a clam whacked against coral by a tusk fish and a transgender kabudai fish roaring as it fought. Oh. A loud munch was also heard <laughs> as a sea urchin bit into kelp while others whooshed and squelched. Some 10.6 million people tuned in to watch this rubbish. Song Mason wrote online, Loving Blue Planet, but the sound design is ridiculous. Fish do not roar like lions. (laughs) John George Marks added, Only downside to the amazing Blue Planet is those awful sound effects. Oh, please stop with these 1980s effects. This is made up... Listen to Bill Pound said, Why do we have to suffer the ubiquitous music and sound effects? No need. Nature doesn't. Matthew Hosier asked, All blokes, 
Um, hang on a second. Yes, line one. Uh, yes, the lady who used to sing, she was Eilish O'Shea. Thank you very much indeed. I think that g- gave us... Uh, gave us a little extra detail. Yes, if you, if you had some audio of her, that would be awesome. However, the show's executive producer, James Honeybourne, insisted they were vital. He said they help convey the experience of being there that is important for an immersive TV experience. But can it... Um, what, you need a loud munch to understand something? They put a sound effect over the northern lights. They put a twinkling... <laughs> <laughs> like wind chimes. So here we go. So they've described the sounds here. Thump. Bird stamps. Hang on a second. Hello, line one. You like doing, mate? Uh, I've been hearing about some mates called Dave has been ringing up. Yeah. He's, uh, he owes me some money. Yeah. He's been ringing the show. Yeah. Well, he's got some, uh, some marbles. Oh yeah, this is now. This is Dave, isn't it? I think Dave, the um, the bin man who was looking for his friends. Um, uh, Dave, 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 and Sparky. Sparky. But then he said he wasn't looking for them. I was that right? Yeah. Who who is this, please, caller? My name's Sparky. Oh, flipping heck! Spark people out. Yeah. What is it? What does that mean? Smack him. Oh, well, we, we certainly don't condone uh, that. My mum my, my, my used to say, um, when, when you're asleep, you're Sparko. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were Sparko earlier. Did, um, yeah. did that Dave lad sound sort of cockney in that? Yeah, he did sound kind of cockney in that. And sort of like... Uh, Sound like a nice fella. Sort of like a nice, a down-to-earth Cockney geezer. A little bit creepy. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. he not a nice fella. Oh, is he a nasty piece oh, of work? He's a nasty piece of work. Okie dokie. Um, well, I, 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 listen, I don't know how much help we can be... I want his phone number. Sorry? I want his phone number. Uh, well, I, we, we certainly can't um, give you the uh, his phone number, I'm afraid. You've got it, though. Yeah, we've we've got all the phone numbers on record, but I, I certainly can't pass that, those details on. That 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 would. Um... The man owes me money, mate. Okay, well you're going to have to sort it out between yourselves. I'll come around and spark you. No, right. Well, well, don't well, have none Threats of that. Threats of violence. There, we'll be passing that on to our lawyers in the morning. Whack! Tuskfish hits clam. Whoosh! Unreal noise of flapjack octopus is added later. You just said a load of words there that didn't seem to go together. Yep, I know, I'm just reading it. Okay. Raw, the transgender kabudai fish gets audio boost. Squelch, walking sea creatures making watery noises. Mm-hmm. And twinkle, northern lights in pretty soundscape makeover. <laughs> I almost want to watch it now. Nah, be rubbish. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio, and of course, with our friends at Time to Change. One in four of us is going to fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search Time to Change to find out more. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 
I'm nicely tired. I'm going to sleep well this evening. I haven't got to do anything until at two o'clock. I'm going to go and see my eldest play football. Um, so, uh, I don't think I'm taking school tomorrow. I don't, I don't believe that's the, the case in point. I uh, don't know about that. Who did uh, Howard Hughes have on this week? Uh, he had a medium on. She was rubbish, wasn't she? Well, I don't believe in that stuff. She wasn't the, um, she wasn't the most accurate, um, uh, let's say. Yes, caller? Uh, I found the clip of Eilish singing. Okay. Um, to be honest, here we go. The world on an end, we should wait for a call, patiently, for if it is the time, we shall wait there to find that to us are blue, time is smiling to go. Bloody hell. Yeah, that's woken the dogs up. That's proper old woman singing, isn't it? They sound like they're on a gramophone. Yeah, they do. It's proper old lady singing. Um, Like Hilda Ogden. Yeah, there is is a touch of that, isn't there? Touch of the Hilda Ogdens. Oh, flagging a bit, boily. Flagging a bit. I need to ring my gran. That's just reminded me. Mm, I'm flagging a bit. Ah. Asda banned sales of kiwis to under-25s at a store after the fruit was chucked on stage as Harry Styles performed his song Kiwis. I don't believe it. Why not? Sounds like bull. I love a kiwi. I do too. Do you peel them or do you eat them like a um, boiled egg? Sorry? Mm, There's two techniques. Well, no, I, I cut it in half. Right. And I spoon it out. Yeah, like a boiled egg. Well, I don't... Who cuts a boiled egg in half? Everyone. No one cuts a boiled egg in half. Yeah, you take the top off and spoon the rest out, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take the top off. Don't cut it in half. OK. Pendant. The food giant was demanding proof of ID for Kiwi buyers at its Hume... Hume? Hume. Hume. There's an L in there. Yeah, Hume. Hume Superstore. Last night, ahead of the singer's concert at the nearby O2 Apollo Manchester. No. He was on TV tonight talking in an American accent. He's not got an American accent. He's from, like, Bolton or somewhere. Yeah, I know, he? he had an American accent. I just thought he was being languid. He, uh, he's, uh, he earned 50 million quid last year. The other lads only earned 40 million quid. What, even Zane? Zane got 30 million oh. quid. Shouldn't have left, buddy. Shouldn't have left. Should have ridden that pop star. You, you, there was only ever going to be one winner in um, One Direction splitting up, and that was Harry. Harry Everyone should have known that. There was only ever going to be one one winner, Zane. I quite like Zane, but he does sing like he's in a mood all the time. He doesn't really move his mouth very much. The star, 23, slipped on a kiwi <laughs> and had to grab his microphone stand at his Hammersmith Apollo gig in London. And as the spokesman said, we feel it's our duty to protect a fellow Mancunian from bad kiwis. Oh. We'd hate to see a repeat of the mishap. So to avoid slippery situations, we feel this is a necessary measure. This is a great bit of PR. Exactly. Me, I mean, flipping It's like... a great bit of... It's a really bloody great bit of PR, guys. It's from the uh, from the Astro guys. The Astro guys really have uh, worked up a storm high, here. High fives all round. 
A briefing was issued to stores to ensure they were aware of the temporary ban. Harry, from Holmes Chapel, Cheshire, is on an 86-date world tour. OK, so he's not Mancunian. So Asda have um, dropped a kiwi there. Performing material from his solo album and nods to his One Direction past, including the hit What Makes You Beautiful? In August, pineapples were banned from the <coughs> Reading and Leeds festivals amid fears fans would lob the fruit when indie band Glass Animals sang the lyrics Pineapples are in my head from their track Pork Soda. What have I just read? But they still sold pork and indeed soda. On Wednesday next week, um, we've got um, Jim Bob from Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine coming in, which I'm thrilled about because I, I saw them years and years ago. Um, so he's coming in on Wednesday. Hello, caller. Hey, Ian, it's Tom. Hey, Tom. Um, just a couple of quick bits. You touched on one of the greatest albums out, Last Man on Earth, um, and um, One Man Guy is my particular favourite off of that, although White White, and I, White White Nose is very good, as is Last Man White on White Nose itself. is the song I'm going to end with tonight. Oh, yeah. Very it's good song, some very good record, song. isn't it? How have I... How has this one escaped me, and, uh, escaped me until today? No, it's fantastic, and I'm, I've managed to see um, Loudon live once, and it was... Uh, yeah, tears all, all the way through. It's oh, very, very good. It's very clever with um, them words, isn't it? Well, White Winos has actually got no relevance to me because it's obviously about his mum and dad and yeah. stuff. There's no, but it's just the poetry of it. And same as um, Last Man on Earth is very good. But but One Man Guy for me is actually a bit of a bit of a self theme tune. That one of the songs I play myself. So yeah. No, anyway, so that's that. That's and the that. other thing was about a venue in London. Um, I've, I've tried this week for a couple of places, but um, give me till the end of next week, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep trying. Tom, c- hold, hold your horses. We have a venue. Ah, right. We have one. May yeah. God bless you for that. We have a venue, and we'll be selling, starting to sell tickets this weekend for Sunday, the first of April. The first of April, twenty eighteen. Uh, we're looking at, and that nuts. Yes, yeah, nearly Christmas, and then we'll be through it again. Oh, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll get on the tickets when you release them. Lovely Th- stuff. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, so we will be doing a rabbit hole. Um, probably only doing one in London next year, I'd imagine. Maybe two. We might do a rabbit hole. I'm looking at maybe starting a little film club. I've got an idea for a little film club. Whether and I don't know whether we just do time travel movies. Saw a brilliant film. I mean, it's brilliant, but nothing happened in it called Idaho Transfer, directed by Peter Fonda. This seventies hippies time travel film. Oh. It's- it was great because one of those films where nothing really happens, and you sat there going, "Is that it? Is that it?" But I want, I want people to come and see it at the cinema. Nothing really happens, but it's interesting, right? Um, or is it Terrace House? We're, we're out. Happens? We're out of time, and we cannot discuss that further. <laughs> um, listen, so I'm going to finish with this this uh, Loudon Wainwright song because I just think he's he's flipping brilliant. And um, I, I, how come I'm so late to the Loudon party? This is White Winos. <laughs> Mother liked a white wine when she was alive She was desperate to live but her limit was five Carefully I'd kiss her and send her off to bed We always stuck with white wine, we stayed away from red Always stick with white wine, stay away from mother Liked a white wine, she'd have a glass or two Almost every single night after her day was through 
Sancerre, Chardonnay, Chablis, Pinot Grigio Just to take the edge off, just to get the glow You got to take the edge off if you wanna get the Mother liked her white wine She'd have a glass or three And we'd sit out on the screen porch White winos, mom and me We'd talk about her childhood Recap my career When we got to my father That was when I'd switched to beer We got to the old man And I'd always switch to mother Liked her white wine She'd have a glass or four Each empty bottle of dead soldier Marriage was the war When we blurred the edges When we drank a lot That's when I got nervous When the glow got hot I always get nervous When the glow gets I still like my white wine and I'll have a glass or two And when I'm down I'll drink some whiskey It's something I shouldn't do And every now and then I'll take a drop of red When I'm with a woman and I want to take to bed When I'm with a woman and I want to take to mother Like the white wine when she was alive She was desperate to live, but her limit was five Carefully I'd kiss her, send her off to bed Thank God we stuck to white wine and we stayed away from mother Like the white wine 